This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, sir, if you can please introduce yourself. What is up everybody, it's John Escudero here, aka Yogi. Yogi is here, and we are here to talk about the cinematic blockbuster that is morbius no we're not here to talk about morbius we were supposed to be here to talk about morbius um but because sony had other plans because that film refuses to come out it's very uh very fickle um we've had to change our schedule and you know there's been a lot of talk recently with especially with the peacemaker show coming out there's actually an article that was written 16 hours ago by forbes that says hbo's peacemaker is the highest reviewed dceu project above every single film how do you feel about that <laughs> Yogi? I don't know. It, dep- it depends on where the rating is too like where, wh- who's rating who's doing the rating i just thought that sounded like a ridiculous that's, ass it's pretty it's, that's why i'm like who, who is this so that i can never listen to them again according to according to them these these are obviously from the aggregate site rotten it's tomatoes good. it's good don't get me wrong but like it's not, it's not even halfway but that's what made me sit and think you know I think sometimes it's easy to kick the DCEU. I think at various points, if you were, yeah, if you were a fan at any time, there's been a moment or so where you've been disappointed. Some people have been disappointed for a lot of the ride, some for just certain parts. But to say that the entire franchise is without merit would be a lie, in my opinion. Even me, who's had strong opinions about certain entries in this um, film franchise. I think the biggest issue currently is that even with all its merits and for those who have been able to see the silver linings through the films, um, they're kind of getting shut. You know, those people who have been kind of um, looking at the best of the DCEU, we're kind of getting a remix with The Flash coming out soon and the continuity for those films that we've been kind of defending, if you will, if you will, might be up in the air. How do you feel about that and the future of the DCEU looking down in that direction? I don't, I don't, I, <laughs> the whole thing has been in flux for so long now. Yeah. Like, it's like, there's no way, like, th- whatever I was attached to is, is long gone. Uh, there, and then, there's never been anything else for anyone else to latch on to since then. Just like 
right. a bunch of random entries with Ooh. no real direction everything <laughs> yeah. is just and, and 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 for all it is you know i enjoy the singular movies but then they're all riddled with like references to a fucking universe that the company does wants to act like doesn't exist so it's, yeah it's pretty it's it's a mess it's a mess i i think um one of the other things that doesn't help obviously is there there's there's obviously competition across the pond or not across the pond but you know across the aisle with marvel um you know re releasing their cinematic universe or at least the beginnings of it around 2008 you know uh, capping off with the end of phase one with the avengers in 2012 uh dceu begins in 2013 the year after marvel's probably biggest feat in cinema at the time so um people were already questioning whether dc wanted to do this initially or if <laughs> they saw that well, this was a kind of sort of thing that would work it was it was it wasn't even like it kind of just felt like okay this is the comic book movie thing now let's see how dc does it it, yeah. it was just like the natural thing you know like everyone just expected it to happen they had the tv show universe uh i think started in like 2011 yeah and people just kind of thought they were creating a thing <laughs> right and, they and they've been not. known in their animation to to move all this stuff around you know like it, it's not if anything it's more of a uh they, yeah exactly you know they did the shared universe in animation first you know on television yeah. and yeah. you just kind of expected that they would do you know go that route you know they got the they got the tv heroes and now they're introducing a superman in the movies it's gonna what be is so cool bro the timing's so crazy though right because when when iron man comes out is when the dark knight comes out so you're dealing with marvel putting their first you know brick to the monument that they're going to end up building for the mcu and dc was really just kind of celebrating the one of the best comic book movies of all time the only difference is that was never meant to lead into a bigger universe they wanted it they definitely wanted oh it. oh yeah you so i guess we should we should talk about that because you know um the dceu obviously is something that they've been kind of working at for a, for a minute i guess the biggest collection of the, like i mean you, when you look at how they were able to connect those batman films even though they were different batmen you know they had they had the idea of you know overarching narratives over a you know set of films and that's how they were doing it at the time just light references here and there but then with the success of the dark knight trilogy uh rumors started to swirl that they wanted chris nolan to head their their cinematic universe and they wanted to you know give him a superman solo film man of steel and use that to branch everything off prior to that green lantern was said to to be the thing that was supposed to um start the universe which i guess he's a otherworldly enough character that you could bring in a bunch of elements or introduce a bunch of elements feels a bit weird though seeing as you didn't pay attention to him for a very very long time I mean, that's what they green. did that <laughs> that's what they did with Iron Man. That's what they were figuring. Like, oh, oh that's if true. People latched onto Iron Man, then they'll latch onto Green Lantern, and people were willing. 
people were definitely willing to watch a Green Lantern movie. Everybody was definitely like, I don't think anybody brushed it off. Like, you know, Green Lantern, that. It was more like, yeah. okay, what what can they do? This could be cool. <laughs> but it wasn't. And do you think do you think Reynolds could have held down a, a, a cinematic universe? Yeah, why the fuck not? I mean, and the, yeah. Like, it's, it wasn't, he wasn't the issue, you know? Like, it wasn't, oh, his, yeah. it wasn't his fault. You know, he didn't, he didn't write that shit. I wonder what I wonder what a DCEU looks colored in that style. You would hope it's, that they n- knew enough to realize that just like comics, superhero genre is just an umbrella where you can tell other kinds of stories under, even though they share a universe. You know, they don't. I hope they would not all have been like Ryan Reynolds, Tree Lantern, right, right. <laughs> You and, and and I don't think that they would have because if, if like we were saying, they wanted Nolan to do Man of Steel the same way he did Batman, and they wanted yeah. it all to be connected. And he was like, "Well, it's gonna be kind of weird because uh, I don't know. How you can do a Justice League after he, I just got he kept rid of publicly Bruce saying like I'm kind of done. Like this is I only don't really wanted story. to do the trilogy. That was it. Uh, his, to his credit, on. to his credit, he's he he came up with the story for man of steel with yeah freaking uh it was it david goyer yeah david s goyer um and that they he would become an executive producer of that um he was like but i'm not film. making this no yeah he's like i'll sit on the side and give you notes but that's that's it this is that's all it. coming wonder, down on you i wonder how far in the process he got then because like <laughs> He wrote the movie and then, I mean, not wrote the, he didn't write the damn movie. He didn't write down a screenplay or whatever, but right. came up with the story or whatever and then presented it. They both presented it this night or, you know, the rest is history. But like, what, how far, because if he was done with Batman, what in the hell made him write, come, even come up with the Superman story? I went, it, was it like desperation from the studio? Like, well, could you please at least come up with a story or, or did he at least get to a point in negotiations where he considered making the movie? Yeah, it, it says here that uh, it was David S. Goyer who told Nolan about his idea of, about how uh, Superman uh, could be presented in a modern context. And then like Nolan imagine, ends up being impressed by that and goes to the studio with it and goes, this is what I want to do. I, I like or, to imagine these guys are all just on drugs and they're like, <laughs> hi. And he's like, bro, listen, listen to this. It's Superman, right? <laughs> But he's really fucking sad. <laughs> he's really fucking sad, bro. He doesn't. He doesn't know why he should save these fucking people. <laughs> it says. It says during story discussions for the Dark Knight Rises. So by Rises, they already knew that they were okay. going to start this Superman film. That's great. Um, That's great. But I don't know. I don't know. Nec- like. Were they just going to hope to slip a, a, another future film every time? Like Nolan gets ready to walk out the door, they're like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait one more. We just need to do. We just need wait. to fix this one real quick wait, before you get out of here." Really, these are working out. Please oh. don't go. <laughs> we, we we would end up getting Man of Steel on uh, June fourteenth, two thousand thirteen, directed by Zack Snyder, um, who would go on to direct. I want to say the majority of these films. Um, or at least he is the most returning director in the DCEU. He did three um, of them. Three yep. of them. 
um the film two and a half three three and a half two, two and a half three, <laughs> three and a half, three, three and it, and a half. Like, it ended up being at first yeah. it was two and a half but then it ended up being a three and a half yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he does um he does i mean um uh man of steel stars henry cavill uh in his debut as superman uh, amy adams michael shannon kevin costner diane lane lawrence fishburne and g tro let i feel like one of those is um the female kryptonian for all the for all the problems people might have with the direction of the story or whatever that snyder and his people <laughs> would end up going in I feel like his casting, his ca- him and his, oh, was it Deborah, right? That does the casting with him. Yeah. Yeah. His wife. Him and Deborah Snyder. Really, yeah. They're really fucking good at that shit. <laughs> like, they're so good. The WB can't let go of uh, <laughs> some of the people that they brought in. They're like, I know we want a new universe, but we really like these actors. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, you know, my, my feelings about Man of Steel have been noted, but. I think, like I said, if we're looking at silver linings, there's a lot of good in Man of Steel. Um, I, I have problems with what I think are like thematic um, elements of the film. But, I mean, at first and foremost, I think it looks gorgeous. I think there's several shots in it that look... like It's the scope that Superman deserves, in a way. Um, I love that Superman as a character is seen as small town and, ho- and wholesome. But he really is like this humongous um, icon and, and his powers deserve a full scale and scope that you can you can see and feel with the physics and all that kind of stuff. I know they were touching on a bit of this with technology with Superman Returns, like him taking down the plane. But this, this I think, tenfold um, really exemplified how a Superman film could look. And um, they took some chances in it, which is some of the criticism that they were given, but you can't say the Superman film is safe. I feel. I uh, don't dismiss whatever anybody has. Like any problem people have with Man of Steel, they, uh, I don't dismiss them. I don't argue against them. They exist, I guess. Yeah. I mean, people see, <laughs> if you see it, if you see it, it's there. Right, right, right. I never, I just don't. I walked into that movie, uh, I, how can I say this? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, when the trailer first came out, you, you got That's that amazing uh, trailer. You got that Hans Zimmer flight, or at least a taste of it, the trailer yeah. version, <laughs> you know? And uh, I don't know that I, <laughs> I kind of I got the movie I expected to get. I don't know what it was. It was, right. it fe- <laughs> I don't have the fucking words. It was beautiful. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get that. I, too. I, like, I get that as well. I thought it wasn't like it definitely, definitely was not the regular Superman. It didn't right. feel like, you know, Superman. Like, OK, when I think Superman, I was born in the 90s. When I think the quintessential classic Superman, I think the animated S- steel. Oh, sorry. Yeah. the only the only the only only superman-esque movie that come out in the 90s was steel that's all we had (laughs) (laughs) then they wonder why we 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 write false god on (laughs) on uh where's Shaq? this guy is a fucking phony (laughs) 
<laughs> but to be fair, like you, like I, I think I get what you're saying. Where you're like, there, there's an a quintessential idea of what people think about in, of Superman in cinema, and this wasn't it. But it wasn't, it wasn't ever that. trying to be it. That's it. That's exactly it. That's the thing that. That's that's why I never really had a problem. Like it, I understand that it's not that Superman, and I'm not arguing that it is. There's people out there where that, that will argue that it is. Right, right. That's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole nother. <laughs> and that's nuts. That's crazy because it clearly is not. And like in the vet, he fucking snaps Zod's neck. And as much as people will argue, like there was no choice or whatever, though. It, it's it's clearly a different direction. Like it's yeah. absolutely a different direction. And I knew that from. The beginning. I remember. I remember it being in the theater for that movie uh, opening night on midnight. It was my birthday. My birthday is June thirteenth, and I oh, went at wow. midnight. And uh, it was like this was a gift. They, oh, of course, <laughs> they yeah. made it. They made it. They someone had the nerve to make <laughs> this movie for me. Like, yeah. For me, yeah. you made it for me. Yeah, <laughs> like it felt. It it felt like wow. Like I wouldn't. I enjoyed it a lot, and I understood though. Even walking out the theater, people gasped when Superman broke his neck, uh, broke Zod's neck in the end. People gasped, and I knew, I knew it was gonna be a problem. I knew people were gonna have a problem with it. I knew it in that yeah. moment. But <laughs> I was like, man, I enjoyed that shit, yo. That right? was so good. And, and it, 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 it invoked it invoked a emotion, right? Like so many times you watch these films and no one cares what happens in the third act. At least if there's a gasp because of the Zod thing, people are going to be talking about it. Like it's it's a direction, it's a choice. That you know? same that pretty much that same. That's the same way I've seen the rest of the Zack Snyder movies. Where it's like, oh, I get it. Like it's definitely not. Uh, if you were looking to see the classic version of these heroes on screen, like this is not that. Like, but, but holy shit, it's good. I like it. Big cinematic change took away the uh, the old red tights. Where do, what do you think of uh, Cavill in the it Cavill as Superman in the suit? That look in general, that being the Superman for the last decade or so. I remember, I, <laughs> I remember feeling like okay. This is cool. The movie one's not gonna have the the boxers. I get it, but then they took it away in the comics, and I was like, <laughs> "No, they, they comics took first, it away right? What, they took it away in what 2011, right? Yeah, it, I want to say with Flash that, around that didn't there. that didn't feel right to me because that actually <laughs> is Superman. You know, like, oh right. shit, that's that is Superman. That's right. weird. This yeah. guy is also Superman, but he's not that one. Like, I don't care if he's doesn't have his fucking boxers he's not that guy almost the lack of boxers differentiated him from the main universe superman but if you take both of them off then they are the same person <laughs> yeah like wait a minute no one. no no that's wrong <laughs> yeah um uh you like you like cavill cavill's fucking cavill's so good he's great he is. he's great he's great i think he's gotten better with time actually i yeah, think the, um the, the confidence builds it's also the confidence, but then it was the it was like at the in you know by the third movie he's playing something. Well, he's in the wrong color suit, but he's his, his <laughs> character. His characterization is something closer to what Superman really is, and you actually see like Cavill what he could be, and you're like, "Fuck, we're not gonna flashes." Get that. Yeah, you see flashes of that stuff. Um, I, I, the score, like you said again. I think oh, it's probably man. one of my favorite in cinematic history. Easily, I can, 
um, for years. I would read Superman comics, playing that stuff in the background. Uh, it's just, it's great. I, again, it's a, it's another thing of scope where you have moments in the score where it's very quiet. It's very, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a single piano, um, you know, kind of ramping things up. And then you have things, like you said, like flight, which gets so bombastic by the end of it. It's, it starts off so meek. And so small villain, if you want to say, you know, and by the end of it, we're flying right there with Superman. Moments like that, the flight sequence, um, you you can't deny it. You can't deny that there were flickers there. Of- that's one that's one thing. I feel like more than just flickers, as different as these characters were, as Snyder's vision of the characters were, they still to me felt rooted in their original versions like it was still like they still had i because it's like they you would see the flashes but they weren't like flashes like oh this is something they could have done but they failed at it it was like a purpose almost you know it was like yeah it's there but it's clearly you know it's for character those moments are for character they're not to they're not for homage they're not they're not just done to check boxes to say this is what that character does this is they were put de- deliberately to be part of this character's progression and and development like that flight scene man that flight scene is 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 uh they, i don't know if you've seen i'm sure a lot of people have seen it there's a video out there of that scene clipped next to a baby watching it and the baby doesn't even understand what's happening but just seeing the motion and hearing the music and the baby's just getting oh, more and more excited as the scene goes on and it's like wow doing the yeah. greatest things it's, it's like written in the dna of that scene to get hype like mm-hmm. that's just what it does and again you don't get that um euphoric release without a repressed superman yeah you understand so it's like you don't get that scene without the story that they've told the way that they've told it so you have to tell it deliberately to get there none of none of these are mistakes they're not just scenes that like happy accidents. Um, if yeah. you wanna, if you wanna attribute the problematic elements to certain people, then you also have to attribute the moments that click and the moments that work. And those moments, I think, are uh, there's a there's a bunch of them there. Uh, Michael Shannon's amazing. Oh, Michael man. Shannon as fucking Zod is, is he's hilarious in a way that he's not meant to be. He's just such a he's so filled with rage, um, desperation. Yeah, and he plays it so well. He plays the militant um Kryptonian so well. Um the 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 almost um the the weird alien foreign way they come through the television and you can't really see who they are. Um, I remember those ads for Man of Steel. They were like yeah. you are not alone. You know, you are not alone. Yeah. It was so weird. Uh, they they, the movie, they outed my man. <laughs> They're like, like, yo, there's somebody on your planet. <laughs> at that point, I feel like people should have started getting suspicious. Like, what the what kind of movie is this gonna be? Because it was almost like a horror movie campaign. Yeah, you know, like it was weird. It, 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 I feel like at that point, people should have started wondering what's going on. <laughs> well, when you look at some of the 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 design for um like the kryptonians and stuff like that there's a real like alien-esque like alien the movie-esque um yeah uh element there like a sci-fi horror like you're talking about with the ships and the armor um 
and some of the technology that they use there, it definitely wasn't meant to be like vi just visually pleasing, like a lot of futuristic stuff is or alien stuff is. Like this was meant to look foreign, to look weird. The ship looks kind of, you know, um, what, alien. What did you think of Man of Steel's Krypton? I liked, um, I liked the, the 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 destruction scene. I thought that was a bit much because we usually only ever see a tearful couple, you know, press the button, <laughs> the eject button on the baby, and uh, they get shot out. But what did you think like, of this uh, Jor El though. This, uh, I guess, he was I, a little I, more I don't, aggressive. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, <laughs> badass scientist, uh, kung fu scientist, Jorah. I'm not 100% sure, but you know what? It goes back to what we were saying before. Like, no one's ever tried to put another wrinkle on him in cinema. You know, another another layer, another, like, try to do anything with him. In this one, he's riding dragons and shit. Like, the fact that they even cared about introducing um, species, like, like yeah. animals on Krypton. See, it's I probably thought, the first time I've ever seen anything. I, thought, I think I, there was a lot about. Uh, well, I, I didn't. I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate it. I knew it was different, but yeah, yeah. There was a lot about. There was a lot of it that was very familiar because I, I feel like they they kind of ripped like just ripped the speech right out from All Star Superman. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was like, and they did. There was like a lot of really accurate like Krypton lore, like the Broken Moon and and all this cool stuff. And I was like, okay, like. A lot of thought went into the Krypton to destroy it in like yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes. I don't blame them for trying to make a, a prequel because it's like they they did a lot and then it just got rid of it. It's gone. But there's they created such a interesting world. It was uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't particularly interested in the story they were trying to tell with that Krypton prequel, but. I mean, I those, remember, remember those funny hats, those funny Kryptonian hats that the council wears? <laughs> so like some thought, somebody thought about that, you know. Um, I can't remember, and I, this is this is bad podcasting on my behalf, but I remember there was a story that came out where I think like I think it was like David S. Goyer with like the the studio heads and stuff like that, and they're like either either they showed them the first cut of the film or the or the script or whatever, and they're like, well. You know, you have a part in this film where Superman um, uses his ship to destroy Zod's ship. You know, like yeah. he like plunges it into the world engine or whatever. And they're like, we really don't like that. Because if you blow up Superman's ship, how is he supposed to get back to Krypton? <laughs> and, and David S. Quay was like, we... We we blew up Krypton. It was in the beginning of the. You don't remember? Like this is what the whole thing is about. It's like we blew up. So that just shows you in a microcosm what they were paying attention to, like the kind of stuff that they were that <laughs> they were trying to do. Exactly the studio that made. It, it sounds like the studio that would make the decisions that we're going to talk about later on. <laughs> right. Um. The the film it was a, a financial success off a budget of 225 to 258 million it ended up making 668 so about three times that amount. Um and so the next thing that would end up getting green lit is a Batman versus Superman movie. Now initially if I can remember this was supposed to be Man of Steel 2. Um yep. and then a bunch of rumbling and production started happening. Well, they might be introducing a Batman. And then we get a 
big, I, uh, I would say, uh, casting. Ben Affleck coming in to play Batman. Um, do you remember do you, your reaction to stuff s- like this? Yeah, no, I was going to say, do you remember the announcement for Batman v Superman? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Comic-Con I, thing? Yeah. That was big. <laughs> I was like, what the absolute? Like, like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I could not believe. Like, what are you? Because they had, I can't, what was it? Frank Weller? Reed? The Dark Knight stuff. Uh, yeah, from the Dark Knight Return speech that yeah. Batman gives when he beats Superman's ass. And yep. I was like, "What are we? What are we doing?" Like, and then what? that logo they showed that logo. Yeah, the and big people fat, were like, what? what the big fat Dark Knight Returns logo? So at yep. this point, once again, they made a movie just for me. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like this can't be happening. Like this is crazy because it doesn't make like it's when I say what the hell, I mean like it's weird. It's crazy weird that they allowed him to cast an old bitter batman like this is so different from what people are used to it's gonna fuck them up and and i know it but they're making this yeah (laughs) like this is crazy but again you knew you knew it was like they're letting him do this it's weird like and of course there would be consequences (laughs) (laughs) of of, and then there were consequences they didn't fucking know what like you said they didn't know what was going on they didn't know they thought krypton was still around they weren't watching these fucking movies what is he old batman isn't batman old i don't fucking know i don't care i don't care if he's old old just make sure you put crime alley in the beginning yeah yeah exactly so we all know we all know who he is yeah kill his parents we like that one (laughs) um zach snyder would would return to direct um batman versus superman um yeah, I, I've always said I just think the biggest issue in this is just it's a bit bloated, but we know what studio mandates are now. And yeah. considering all the stuff that they were trying to do in this film, I feel like it was huge. Right up yeah. there with the controversial casting, quote unquote, of Ben Affleck, um, who wasn't a controversial casting at all, to my knowledge, like to my memory, because he was killing it in actual film. He was directing um, and doing some uh, grown up movies if you will. So the fact that he would come through to play Batman, it was a very different Ben Affleck than the one that came through to play Daredevil. People weren't happy initially, though. They really weren't uh, that. that It wasn't until they saw a picture of him. Yeah. That it started to come around. And then they saw the movie and everyone was like, well, the warehouse. (laughs) Well, the (laughs) the other thing was, I think that the biggest (laughs) eyebrow in casting gets raised in this film with uh lex luther yeah yeah i think yes, that's the does. biggest i think that's the biggest huh wait what <laughs> we're doing yeah. we're doing what um yeah. jesse eisenberg famously played lex luther in the 2016 <laughs> film um and people were really trying to put their finger on that character because he looked like a lex luther we had never seen before so everyone yeah. was kind of coming up with their headcanon as to what it was. I don't think it, it was ever really explained. I mean, he's just Lex Luthor. Like, he's bald yeah, at the end of <laughs> Yeah, I think people were like, no, no, listen, it's Lex Luthor Jr. That's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. the one that we know. And it's like, no, it was the beginning of an arc that they didn't let the guy. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get to, he didn't get to do it. He's too busy putting candies in people's mouths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was weird. It was, it, was, it was basically evil Mark Zuckerberg. And 
that's right. what they went with. And I and I always felt like he he was so weird. Like he acted like a Riddler more than a, a Luther. Yeah, definitely. Know? Yeah. But they say that sometimes people take like the those weird swings with those characters. Like I've heard it say that the Two Face in like it, it's almost like Riddler and Two Face in Batman Forever are just playing Joker. Like yep. they're just doing their version of what they think the Joker is, and at one point, Co- Pro- Poison Ivy with Uma Thurman is basically just doing Catwoman, like she's just doing the nineteen sixties <laughs> Catwoman. It's like they don't really know; they kind of know what these villains are, but they don't really know. You know? I felt I felt it didn't land. It did, I th- I thought it didn't land as Luther, but I but again, it, it served the story uh, pretty damn well. So I was like, whatever. But uh, when you. When you think of Batman versus Superman, what do you think of in terms of the the good stuff? Like what? Well, what? Can, like I love, I love that movie, so all of it. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the pro- I, 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 I. Uh, what didn't I love about it? I thought, and it, even I know that the theater version is like you know, oh well, you know, the ultimate version is so much better because it actually gives the uh, one person an arc that got cut out and uh, there was some extra <laughs> stuff. But it wasn't like. I, I never thought it cut out anything crazy crucial. Like I never thought, you know, yeah. like, it never it never felt to me like the ultimate edition did anything different. But I was like, you know, if it, if it makes everybody feel better about the movie that I already <laughs> loved, then right, you know, right. whatever. Fuck, great! I love that y'all love it now. It's three hours oh, yeah, we long. Should, we should we should we should talk on that. But um, uh, Ben Affleck in the suit, Henry Cavill in the suit, seeing those two characters on People, screen together. Um, People didn't. There were some people that had a problem with Gal Gadot. I thought she was pretty, but some people thought she was too skinny. I, I remember hearing that as well. And then people were like, "But she was in the army." And then people were like, "Oh yeah. wait, she was in the Israeli army." Then that became an issue. <laughs> wait, wait, which army? Which yeah. army? <laughs> Tell me. Which oh shit! Army. <laughs> uh, inspired casting, Jeremy Irons as uh, Alfred. Beautiful. Um. Did not know I would dig that as much as I did. He would then go on to do, be um, Ozymandias as well. Like, he just is great. <laughs> Jeremy Irons is uh, amazing. I thought um, they, I thought the thing that they did with Batman where he kind of, where he starts off bitter and wants to kill Superman and Superman's death inspires him to, you know, put Justice League together. I thought that was good. I thought that was great. I never had a uh issue with that obviously because it was directly inspired by one of my favorite stories ever but um you didn't get enough i've always felt you didn't get enough jeremy iron as alfred yeah he uh, wasn't it because there wasn't space for him really with all the stuff that was going on but <laughs> no he would end up doing a lot more in uh justice league yeah um but one of the other things that i remember like you're 100 right the the idea of shooting the battle from Metropolis from another location, like watching Bruce um, as a uh, citizen, as a pedestrian, watching those events go down, um, especially with what you know about Batman and how the, he would always want to be prepared for everything. I don't even think they had did anything up like that in the MCU at that point, like a certain moment taken you know 
on a seen from another yeah, perspective like that ending of man of steel just seen it from bruce's from the ground and how horrifying like <laughs> it, when you're watching man of steel you're like okay there's a lot going on but superman is in charge of this like we he you know he's winning he can win we're yeah. rooting for him to win but when you're batman in that situation like you don't know what the fuck is going on <laughs> like you don't know who's the good one who's the bad one any of that stuff it wasn't um, like this before yeah, 100%. <laughs> so like that i buy that i buy the paranoia i buy that you would then build weapons to kill these weird very powerful godlike creatures i actually thought it was very bruce <laughs> like that was a yeah. very bruce thing like he's and on top of that he lost a robin so he's like doubly bitter but it's still like i was saying earlier it's still rooted in what batman is i felt it was bruce it was extreme yeah it definitely was extreme <laughs> but it was it was absolutely a bruce thing i'm just thinking about him dragging superman's body <laughs> with the with the cable and swinging him around <laughs> he's like now it's just catharsis this he's like, is your, great. your damn parents told you you were special <laughs> like it gets it, 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 it gets there it gets there it can get a, a bit extreme but I this was remember what were you gonna say go ahead Oh, no, no, I was going to say, I, I, I was going to lead into the fact that this was kind of the beginnings of the cracks because once it got announced that there was an extended edition, people started wondering what was not being shown to us initially, I which remember. would be the beginning of this conversation that we would then get onto with Suicide Squad and then Justice League, etc. I just remember thinking, like, there were so many things wrong leading into the movie. Like, people were kind of down on the movie before it start, before it came out. Like, yeah, the media certainly was. Anyway, I thought it was weird. They were, uh, and then on top of that, the studio, <laughs> the studio gave away too much in response to like the right. media. I, I, I'll say that as well. Um, the the trailers that came out for this basically showed everything, from the surprise Wonder Woman cameo slash thing. But I guess it really wasn't a surprise because she's she's written as starring in this. You know, one of the one of the starring it's members of this cast. Thing. Oh, and I would say Doomsday as well. That um, Doomsday trailer was like, what did you just? What did you just do? I remember thinking, first of all, this is weird. Why are we doing a a world premiere on Jimmy Kimmel or whatever? Uh, right, for, right, right. For a third trailer, like, why are we bringing so much attention to a third trailer? And it's right. because they were bothered by the media. hundred percent. Like, it's like you give you put Doomsday in the trailer. Now people are like you're gonna kill superman and that's an idea that you don't want to put in anybody's head without context yes no way like yeah. that, <laughs> that's what i'm saying it it becomes superman. it becomes a situation right where it's like you're watching a time travel movie and they end up on a boat and then the camera pulls out and the boat says titanic and you're like, there's only one way this could go. There's only yeah. one story that gets told <laughs> with this. So if you're introducing this, we're all looking at our watch and saying, all right, well, if it's doomsday, then Superman's going to die. That's the entire reason why the character is created. And thus, he only serves one purpose. Um, and that introduction, and then not, you know, people were upset that so much was shown, but one could you know pretty much say that people also didn't like what was shown people didn't, didn't like, not like what was shown they was like what the fuck uh, is this already yeah. that's what i'm saying though i don't know i don't know how people would react 
I think they might have reacted even worse if they got surprised with it. But <laughs> I still wish that they would have been surprised with it because that's the pure reaction. That's what people really uh, think of the thing. Would you I, have I been just, upset? Would you have been upset if you didn't know about Doomsday, or would you have like I would not for going there? I would have been. I would have had fun with it. That's a big yeah, yeah. like surprise. Like what? This is what y'all doing? Because the whole if you would have just marketed, okay, so. <laughs> Marketing the thing as Batman versus Superman was a problem too. And even yes. Snyder was against that. Like he's like, I wanted to name the movie Don Justice. And they were yeah. like, it has to be Batman v Superman. Right. Or Batman versus Superman. I think he And both of those both of those things are clashing. Like Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Like both of those things feel like yeah. they're going in opposite directions. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, wait, which which one is it? Is it the Dawn of Justice or is it Batman versus Superman? So you gave um, people the idea that it was a movie about Batman versus Superman when that was absolutely not the case. And they fought for like eight minutes. And people were yeah. like, what? Eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then that was it. Uh, and again, eight minutes and and what would and eventually become film. a three hour film. <laughs> <laughs> right and that was and that was a huge deal at the time um i remember another thing that probably didn't help this film was that roughly around the same time that this was being promoted and done marvel was also promoting civil war which is one of my favorite comic book movies of all time and was also depicting two heroes <laughs> that knew each other for years that would be going head to head over ideologies. And that couldn't have been easy for Warner Brothers to be dealing with at the time. Because they were almost out in the same day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were supposed <laughs> to both they were supposed to both be out and they had moved Civil War, was it? Or yeah, moved, yeah. No, they moved I BVS think, up. Uh, Batman they v moved, Superman got moved up to March. Yeah, they moved May. they moved yeah, they moved BVS up. Um and like I said, you, you you compare the Doomsday trailer reveal to the Spider-Man trailer reveal. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on. It's Yeah, it's not fair. It isn't fair at I all. Know. I don't know. I Again, I love the movie, and, I get, and yeah. eventually I would get at least a bit of closure with it. Well, <laughs> what did you think about the introduction of the Justice League this early on? I thought it was, I, again, I thought it was desperate. I thought it was like, uh, I I can see where, I can see exactly what the studio is trying to do here. Like they're they're bugging. They 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 saw the Avengers thing coming out, and they only have a Superman franchise going. So what if we do this and spin off a bunch of movies from it? Yeah. At least you know you thought I thought like okay, so they introduced all these characters. Fine, boom, and we'll get movies for them and then we'll do justice league yeah you know <laughs> like that made sense okay whatever we're starting a universe fine right. that's why you know the title dawn of justice would have been fine like that's what the movie was about the dawn of justice it happened it was a thing you know it's fine and we got a batman superman fight that was cool uh and we would have got other movies you know fine, but they were and, like, it, and, it, and with the like batman now. that they were setting up it made sense that he would be the ones to find them because he he's been in the game for so long and he has the resources to look 
for he could have been Nick fucking Fury. He could have showed up in all these fucking, you know, Flash and you know, the fucking cyborg. <laughs> yeah. And I but feel like worry. they kind of wanted him. I mean, I mean, he kind of is. If you took those elements out of Justice League and sprinkled them in their individual films, if you would have had that. done that first. <laughs> that's why it was the patience that was absolutely missing. It was nowhere. Yeah. It was nowhere to be found. They were like, Justice League tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. No, yeah, 100%. Now. <laughs> the um the film um ends up making 873 million out of uh, a budget of 250 to 300 million i think the biggest shame is i think i think in the entirety dceu we only have one billion dollar film um which that like 20 years ago a comic book movie hitting a billion like that's a, that was a huge deal um 10 years ago it was a huge deal avengers was the first one and now they're doing it willy-nilly. Like Marvel's like, look, no, no hands, you know. And then they're, <laughs> it's a billion-dollar film, billion-dollar film. Um, the next film entry, I've got some things to say. <laughs> uh, oh boy, we're talking about Suicide Squad, David Ayer Suicide Squad, uh, August fifth, two thousand sixteen. Um, because one of the things that I want to say about this film is that I thought going in, this film looked really cool. I guess I, I guess as we get to Suicide Squad though, because we're gonna spoiler alert. Oh we're yes, gonna, we're gonna trash it. But yes, it, yes, don't but don't that, that's we, coming. <laughs> we should probably back up just a little bit because as you said, the movie Batman v Superman made eight hundred million dollars. And it's a shame that we haven't had more billion dollar DC movies. And you know who else felt that way? WB. <laughs> it's a big shame because they they swore that if they had, you know, we put Batman v Superman in the type, we're gonna get a billion dollars. They didn't and they were yeah. not very happy. That's when they start interfering with everything. A hundred percent. And Suicide Squad was definitely one. a victim definitely a victim. As a matter of fact um, you know, it, we're removed from it now. I, a lot of people's angers have, have you know, uh, lessened now. But I remember at the time, no one, we couldn't stop talking about the fucking Martha scene. Like, that's all everyone was fucking talking about. Oh, my God. Was the Martha scene. And people so, fucking <laughs> essays, bro. Ever. Essays. People were writing essays about it. In both directions. It was yes. wild. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and then, well, this is the issue with it. And no, this is the issue with the movie. No, this is, is the issues with Batman. No, the issues with Superman. <laughs> it became like this big thing while simultaneously Marvel is celebrating one of their biggest yeah, films yeah. at the time. Um, and so DC's like, what the fuck are we doing wrong? And at the time, it's the same year Suicide Squad comes out. It's the same year that uh, Batman vs. Superman comes out. So Batman Superman comes out in March we hear immediately Suicide Squad's doing reshoots. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> what, 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 what? Wait, it's coming out in a couple of months. You mean you know? reshoots. And they're doing reshoots. And they had to reshoot it in like some kind of like really, really short amount of time. Um, but initially, I thought that the, um, like that Bohemian Rhapsody trailer was pretty damn good, bro. That I started a joke trailer stuff. Like I had a bit of faith in this um i thought <laughs> it's your fault it's your fault it, this it, is, it is you like the trailer i thought i like slash, it too it's fucked up but. <laughs> i thought slash think that again for uh um people kind of trying to create their own version of the dc universe that this harley quinn is now coming out as iconic like that version that was birthed here 
with the design and the actress Margot Robbie. Um, like that was well done. I remember seeing that in the trailer and being like, okay, I kind of was w- willing to see where Jared Leto was going to go with all this. That's another, that was another thing, right? Like, okay, so like, <laughs> I, I was, I was like, oh, wow, this is weird. He's but, got, it, but it's again, remember, he had, he came out with that picture of him in the gloves with, with, the, the, with the smile, with the teeth, with the metal yeah, teeth. Yeah. I was more excited up. for what could happen with Ben Affleck than anything because i was like you know if they're in the same universe and maybe after like punch out his teeth or something you know maybe we'll get like a cool right. batman movie in the past yeah you know, like the where he's a normal joker the <laughs> damage what does that mean and why does he have all these tattoos what's going on he, he, he it, it made you raise an eyebrow okay there's a story here obviously <laughs> there has to be look at all this all these changes if you've made all these changes there for a reason you've got a story to tell um will smith you know, he, he's been known to be um, quite charismatic. So the fact that he was leading this film, that was a huge deal. We had shots of the Suicide Squad. Um, and this film looked like a gritty, dirty, con air kind of film. And then something fucking happened and it all got neon and a hot topic. It was the trailer. It was the Bohemian Rhapsody night. trailer. There was people cut it up and it was like, oh, this is so cool. And the WB was like, did you say it was cool? Look, we can finally <laughs> do something right. Put the music in the movie, like the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. They love that oh, music. My. More music. more music, all of it. But all of the songs. Did they not did they not give the movie to the very same ad studio to cut up? Yeah. Uh, it was a company called Trailer Park. They were the ones who cut up the trailer for Suicide Squad. So they eventually end up giving David Ayer's <laughs> completed film to those people to make a, 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 like a snappier kind of version of it. <laughs> this is um, nuts. It doesn't make any. It doesn't make any fucking sense at all. It, whole parts of the uh, script had to be changed and, like I said, reshot to better fit this more snappier kind of film. And while it initially looked like it was differentiating itself by being different it ended up just kind of being a weird a guardians clone that didn't work as well it at straight all. like it, it 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 was very it was very strange <laughs> um and then it didn't the films um besides certain parts where they felt like like adding color like being weird and just melding colors around their weird edits it was like gray. The entire film is gray. The entire film is 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 not what the trailers kind of depicted. Nope. Because um, it never was. As much as they wanted to cut it up and turn it into that, it never was in a show. No. Like you said, like it was gray. Like it was weird. It clashed with itself. Right. <laughs> like what are, what movie are you trying to be here? And they will have some we'll have some Will Smith. Woo! You know, that kind of stuff. And it's just like rewind right. time. Yeah, like he's doing the whole like, oh, you know, I want her to go to one of them white people kid white kid schools or whatever. And it's like I, I know this is the Will Smith stick, but it just feels weird in, in all the rest of this stuff. Um and again, again, right? Like we were talking about the man of steel production and all that kind of stuff. You'll believe a man can fly, stuff like that. Dawn of Justice comes out, Jesse Eisenberg's picture comes out, everybody goes crazy. The stuff with Leto. 
the picture comes out, everybody goes crazy. People are dissecting the tattoos, trying to figure out what they mean. And then we start hearing about the method <laughs> acting stuff, right? We start hearing about the condoms and he's selling, sending people rats and you dead got, pigs and shit. You kind of thought that meant we were going to see like a, a good letter movie. Like, well, that's oh, what wow. that's what the whole thing was, is that you had this, this stew of intrigue about this film because <laughs> it, it feels younger than batman and superman you know like it feels <laughs> hipper in a in a sense they had like tie-in songs with little wayne and stuff yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know I like liked, they, i like some of the songs too I mean, but um 100 rick ross is doing purple lamborghini you got the joker on a maserati and shit like that or on a yacht <laughs> hanging out and then with, and with then they cut him out of the damn movie <laughs> like 100 what, what the hell yeah, and then you watch the movie. He's not in there, and every it's like the entire Ten room minutes? turns to look at him to Six look at Jared Leto. <laughs> like, what was it? Six something? What was it? Seven minutes or something like that? Something? I would, short? I would believe, I would believe, yeah, yeah less than ten. Yeah, <laughs> everybody looks it. at Jared. Yeah, everyone turns to him, going, "What? So what the fuck was all that about? What was what all happened? that about, bro? What happened?" And immediately, said, I don't know. yeah, immediately he's on the back foot. Immediately he's like, "Oh no, you see, they 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 made some changes, and you know we're we're happy with what happened. I wish you know things would have went another way." When initially he's like, "Yeah, my kind of my version of the Joker, the things you're about to see, and all this other kind of stuff." Um, like the, the glimpses of the Harley Joker stuff, the glimpses of um, Mad Love. That you know? stuff was cool. In the yeah. trailer, I remember seeing photos of her in the psychiatrist uh, outfit or whatever across from yeah. in Arkham, and I was like, oh, I'm going to give this weird look a chance because you know what? It can be cool. And, and they were yeah. like, absolutely not. No, you don't, get, you don't get to be cool. <laughs> you don't Turn get that to be shit cool. off. <laughs> I thought, the, I thought that the, the cool like little acid bath moment worked. In that film, if, I wish we could have seen the context with it actually led up oh, to that. We like got a in, in, montage in instead of just. <laughs> we just got like a montage of her being randomly tortured, and it was like, okay, I guess she's a nut. I guess I, I get. The, I they got think, the point across. <laughs> I think I watched it the other day um, to prepare for the Suicide Squad, and like characters just have like weird motivations. Like in that film, she's like kind of a dick. Like she's. <laughs> trying to get under people's skin margo or uh a harley she's trying to like start fights and get people killed and and, and all that because she the entire time she thinks joker's coming for her so she doesn't really care she's she's a bit more antagonistic and flirty and 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 like i think it's rick flag that has to kind of like put her on her shit like what the fuck are you doing i but even him he's written to be like a simp in this film rick flag it's, <laughs> it, it's another thing that clashes with itself like at one point he's like Rick Flag or whatever, and and at the same time he's like a loser simp. I'm like I'm desperate, I'm <laughs> yeah. so desperate. I like you mentioned the rand, the odd motivations for people in this movie. Diablo, Diablo just deciding that these people were his family all of a sudden, <laughs> and allowing himself to die yeah. was nuts. Like what? What yep. is this movie? Of course, it turns out that he wasn't supposed to die. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. And they ended up changing that last minute. Another person that you know, foot, uh, you know, footage and 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 set stuff started to come out with was for Killer Croc. You know, um, that was a choice. They went for prosthetics instead of 
a Groot-esque CGI, <laughs> big CGI hulking figure, something they would end up rectifying in the Suicide Squad, I think on purpose. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, certain choices just weren't working. And again, I thought they had the youth on their side. Like, I thought it was a bit hip. Uh, the music, like I said again, uh, <laughs> using they- contemporary... <laughs> if they wanted that movie, they should have made it from the beginning. Yes, <laughs> like, I agree. I, I agree, I, and I think you, I'm, I think you still could have made that film, and it still have been different than Guardians. I'm, I think I'm you still laughing. could have done that. I mean, they did, but I'm laughing because oh, yeah. of the Diablo yeah. thing because it sounds like a such a studio thing. Like, yeah. Okay, so what if actually he sees these people as his family? He decides he can die. He can die for them, and, and after that, they all go into Clark Kent's ship, and they go to Krypton. Wait, That's the point. He wait. he he puts them together, and he gets wait, them to the point wait. where they're ready to go to Krypton. So wait a minute. I, <laughs> did you not? Did you not watch? I feel like did you not watch this film? It's David. It's gone. David, I must have given up. Must have just given up. Bro, all point. of the Rick Flag June Moon stuff is exposition. <laughs> like none of it is seen. We don't see any of the love between these two. All of it said, and we're supposed to just believe shit. By all the day, it's like, yep, they love each other. I, I love her. I love her. What is uh, his garbage? But I. <laughs> I think it is, yes. I love I her. Lo- I love her. We got to cut out her heart. <laughs> what? How do you know that? Is he British? How does anyone, how do any of us know any of the rules to this weird enchantress woman? <laughs> do you remember that like in the in the beginning of the film, she's talking to her brother and she's like, technology is what's the worst part of society. We need to turn their technology against them and then nothing happens <laughs> they never, never happens they never do, they never do anything with it so i was like what the fuck was that about <laughs> he had this big oh we'll teach them too much facebook and then it never it never goes anywhere i'm so, very curious as to what the original movie was <laughs> like it, in its connections to uh the snyder's dark side plan or whatever i remember i remember that there was a scene where um, they they destroy a satellite. Like she destroys a satellite, and they're like, "That's the last satellite." Like she just destroyed our last satellite. And somebody <laughs> else was somebody else in like a commentary where was like, "Then how do how could we see that then? <laughs> what? <laughs> what footage are we watching? Is that not from a satellite?" <laughs> it's just it was just shit like that. Um. Oh. Um, we should also uh, talk about, like, we were talking about how, as, like, as uh, Warner Brothers is making making these films, like you said, and they're trying to course correct on the fly, like on the day, they with still a lot are. of this shit. Yeah, ever since then. <laughs> yeah, they're course correcting on the day because one of the things that, besides the killing of Zod, that they had big issues with was the um, perceived loss of life in the in the fight for um metropolis uh all the people dying and stuff so by the time we get to bvs we're on a like uninhabited island like at the end of that in the end of that film and then when we come over here to suicide squad they're just fighting like a faceless army yeah you know like so they're like really trying to minimize casualties 
uh, in these films. And it's just so weird how you would see a symptom of a sickness in one of these films and they would literally just permeate through the rest of the DCEU as directors try, like we were just talking about, on the fly to make these sweeping changes. David Ayer would come, then eventually come out and be like, that's not my movie. You know what? It's not. I'm just going to fucking say it. It's not my thing. It's not my thing. Baby in front of a firehouse, he just puts it down and... And around this time, this is when we start getting rumblings of, oh, well, you know, um, Leto had more to do. Uh, uh, Katana had more to do. You know, um, Diablo wasn't supposed to die. Stuff like that. But another thing we started hearing in the, when this film came out instantly, maybe the week it came out, Harley movie. Getting a Harley movie. It's happening. <laughs> even though no one's asked for it maybe harley maybe harley and joker maybe harley joker and and the gotham city sirens maybe there was <laughs> just a bunch of that fans. was that was like like you said the desperation of figure things out they see a thing that people like and they latch onto it uh they they buy the harley quinn outfits a hot topic and all the clothes uh, harley quinn movie harley quinn franchise uh who, <laughs> who's will smith <laughs> I feel like that's exactly how it went down. They just started sputtering all that kind of stuff. And then, like you said, you know, you have these, these, these are incredibly competent actors, incredibly competent directors, incredibly high stakes when you consider the amount of money that's putting, being put into this project. And then they have to come out after the fact when these films become, you know, like this weird Frankenstein and do like an apology tour. Of like, well, you know, we tried some things. We wanted to do some things. And it's like, that's got to suck. It's got to suck to be good at what you do, but have no power over how the project ends up being perceived if the people are not put in the right places to kind of get them there. It's ironic, too, because the Warner Brothers was always known as the place where the directors can do what they need to do, you know. Uh, but uh, no, not anymore. The people in charge were very worried about their paychecks to the point that they were interfering with things. I think they lost their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did, did, have we seen as big of shakeups in the last 10 years in, in, then in DC? Constant between studios, uh, comic publishers, all that kind of stuff. The whole hi- yeah, hierarchy. Too. They're selling companies. They sold the company. They merged They merged the discovery. With yeah, Discovery. Yeah. Like- Yep. What the hell? And and every time that that happens, the directive of this universe changes. And it's going to happen again, which is funny as hell that they're doing, you know, a course correction again, yet again. And then someone else is going to be in charge soon. <laughs> they're going to yeah. decide to do it again. A hundred percent. Suicide Squad still made money. $746 million off a budget of $175 million. So that's that's a lot of money there you know it made money people were curious to see it and i think that it probably had one of the bigger um promotional tours or promotional promotion <laughs> uh out of all the films this this stuff was everywhere all the posters all the um it was all over social media uh buses all kinds of stuff so that worked and but by that time we're we're all having our head down you know BBS was 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 a, was a lot dealing with that, and then Suicide Squad. I remember initially thinking that by nailing a like, I, there's a video that's online from Comic Book Click of me gushing over the idea of a shared universe Joker, like the idea that we are going to 
bring in a Joker that could quite possibly touch different franchises and different characters. I thought yeah. that was so cool because he is, in my opinion, a gateway to a lot of interesting stories. And they didn't do anything. No, we never got to do anything. They didn't do anything with it. Um, and, and oh, and remember, this is the like Harley Quinn is the one who killed Robin reveal. Oh, you so know, so again, we're that like that was always there. I know that doesn't seem to that doesn't seem to to mesh with what they were doing in the other movie, right? Like, what was that about? Right, because Probably. can we walk that? Can we walk that back? You know, they, can we celebrate put, her after she killed? Did they killed put that? Robin? Did they put that in? Uh, in the movie, it was just on a piece of paper, right? Like where where you saw what she went to jail for or whatever. Yeah, they they write it up on text on the on the you on the screen, so it it wasn't in the script. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, the, if the actors don't even know, my Margot Robbie's like, I didn't even know that was supposed to be like a motivation or whatever. <laughs> like absolutely ridiculous, and and yeah, and then you have Enchantress. I thought, um, I thought and think obviously, and they do as well because they've kept her around. Viola <laughs> Davis kills it as Amanda Waller. She's think- she's perfect as a man. Like it doesn't get much better. She's one of those cat, one of those uh, perfect castings. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't I can't gush anymore about Amanda Waller. Uh, and she holds her own in that g- big group of people, you know, big group of uh, different um, actors and stuff like she still feels like the grounded mother, if you will, but just boss in general. Um, but we're, we're sitting here, bro. We're in the we're, we're, we're waiting for a life preserver. We're trying to try to figure out what the DCEU is, is going to be. You know, Justice League is coming, but before Justice League, we get Wonder Woman in June 2nd of 2017, directed by Patty Jenkins, starring Gal Gadot, uh, introducing Chris Pine, eh, sorry, Chris Pine, Robin Wright, Danny Houston, David Doolis, Connie Nielsen, and Elena Anaya uh, to the DCEU, and um, I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. I maybe. I came in with small expectations or, you know, uh, because of Suicide Squad. But this film, I didn't think they were capable of this film, <laughs> if, if, if you will. Do you remember your early thoughts on Wonder Woman? I thought it was I thought it was great. I I don't get it. I mean, he or whatever. I thought everybody was putting it. Everybody, I, I messed up by not seeing it on opening weekend. That was the problem. Okay. Because everybody was like, it's amazing. It was amazing. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. The expectations like, oh, were set too high. I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. This is going to be great. And, and and I was like, it was fine. I lo- I thought it was great. I liked this movie a lot. Yeah. I, um, I didn't think it was, it was as good as everybody else said it was, but I thought it was great. I think it, I think. This was the first time in the DCEU they had somebody you can unapologetically cheer for. Because at the time, with Superman, he was being reluctant. And then with Batman, his motives weren't good. <laughs> they were like about fear and death. Um, and so by putting her in, in kind of like a black and white situation where that army bad, she good kind of situation, like very clean yeah. cut. Um, they were able to just establish a good character, like a, a moral character. Um, I was gonna say, I, I, one, 
I hate to even say this because I'm not one of those people. Some people have a problem with superhero movies having a third act that has a big CGI fight. And I <laughs> think that that's a stupid, very, very, very stupid problem to have yeah, with a superhero film. Like, if, if, if there is any problem you could ever have with a, super, a superhero film, the superpower fighting is in the final act is not the one like you're the you're the lowest brain take you, it's you, you suck it's almost unfair on the genre of superheroes in general because one could argue that's just an action movie thing yeah right because you're you, setting up tension for the big showdown that's the entire you've set up a domino system yeah to get people excited for the big smash them up at the end you know yeah. So, uh, <laughs> even saying that with the Wonder Woman movie, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. Okay, see, I, I set the table. My problem was that this whole movie kind of set up to this moment where Wonder Woman finds out that okay, so like World War One is happening, and and she thinks in her mind that she has to go out there and stop it because Ares is doing this. And yeah, he's making the world want to hate each other. And there's a point in the movie where it and it all feels like it's leading up to because if you know weird world history and you know that she abandons man, mm -hmm. you know, for whatever reason, it all feels like it's leading up to a moment where she finds out, you know, it's not Aries. You know, yeah. it's just man. It's what they are. I'm sorry. Right. And the movie powerful. even powerful. It's very powerful. powerful. I, I had seen this film as being a war vet. No. And there's a part in which she, the character of Wonder Woman, who has been shown to be so righteous, incredibly loving, incredibly compassionate, turns around and says, y'all not worth saving. Y'all not worth it. Y'all can't <laughs> stop fucking killing each other. So I'm going to fucking leave. And I go, damn, like, I, I think she that. might be fucking right. I think she might be right. And Chris Pine says, and it, this was so well written, I still keep this mentality to this day. Um, it's not about what people deserve. It's about who you are. You know? And she's the kind of person to save people. It doesn't matter if those people are worth saving. It Are you going to change who you are because other people suck, basically? <laughs> and See, now that we go through all this, but they decided to bring no, in Aries. <laughs> no, it actually was. It me. is, yeah, and it felt like they just tacked it on to the end. Like a hundred percent. I'm sorry. How about if it is him? Because it's a little like I was like, yeah. oh Jesus Christ! I yeah. hated that. I I actually hated that. That was the I, thing. I that, think it. I think it is. It is pretty. It's a pretty big change considering, like I said, all the evidence was there for the theme that they were trying to go for. Yeah. Yeah. It's all there. Oh my God. That actually irked me. And that's why I didn't think it was as good as everybody else did. Cause I was headed there. I was like, oh now I see why everybody thought this was such a good movie. Okay, we're getting this. And then it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. Are we just we, ignoring this? <laughs> we also I don't think had Captain Marvel yet. No. Right? No. Um, Wonder Woman was first. So to see like the no man's land scene, that I thought it was good. really, really cool. The Amazons just being badasses and badass archers and uh warriors like shown on that on their island. Thought that was really, really cool stuff. Um I like Gal. 
I think she's incredibly charming. That smile, man. I think Chris Pine agrees. I think yes. uh, <laughs> I think they're on the <laughs> on the same bat with that. Oh, n- look, look. I think right up there, honestly, with that whole weird, uh, you know, Aries is dead, and because because yeah, she thought she killed Aries, and then there is no Aries, all that kind of stuff. All the weird red herring stuff with Danny Houston's character. What was all that about? Racism. What was any of that about? It was just racism. Oh. <laughs> it was just racism. He wasn't. He wasn't evil. He was just like a mustache twirling German man. <laughs> that's just. That's just what. What it was. Like he. he he's like, don't you love gods? Aren't gods cool? <laughs> Greek gods. You know, I love Greek gods. Like and then German like, guys. Uh, and it's like, really oh my weird. god, he's gotta be. He's gotta be. <laughs> Aries, he has to be Aries. Look at him taking his weird space cocaine all the time, and he's just sniffing cocaine and <laughs> and going and going crazy. And then it's like, no, he was just a normal man. And I guess the space cocaine gave him like invulnerability at some point because he was able to fight um, Wonder Woman. But that that goes nowhere. That goes absolutely nowhere. Um, but I still think that Gal. Great in the role, Patty Jenkins. Like, like I said, I was like, oh, okay, we might be getting here. You know, we might be getting here. It, it feels like we're, we're back on track because Suicide Squad was a bit dour. BVS, you know, you know people's uh, criticism on that. Wonder Woman felt like we were getting a bit more into the sunlight, and we were already told that in a couple months we'd be getting Justice League. Now, Justice League, <laughs> the, the. Uh, you know, Zack go. Snyder, Josh Whedon, um, Frankenstein of a movie. You going back to what you were talking about with press? Do you remember the press for this? With, hey, we brought everybody over on set. We put, we, we invited everyone yes. on set to it walk around. <laughs> it stunk of desperation. Uh, it sucked. It's. It, it, I remember. I remember every the main thing that they wanted to show people was like, look. There was a joke. He yeah. made a joke. They're joking. They're uh-huh. friends. Look, they're all, look how happy everybody is. Don't you don't you agree that they're happy? Aren't you gonna go back and tell everybody that, <laughs> that everybody? And this happy? is before this is even before like anything happened. Like I think was I think Snyder was that on the set still for this. Like, yeah. There yeah. was already issues. Mm-hmm. So we're already getting, you know, this this kind of gossip. We we we're literally the narrative is it's gonna be fine. Like it's, and no one had asked. No one had asked whether or not it was gonna be fine. And the fact that they kept reassuring us almost spelled that it wasn't gonna be fine. I it swear. Wasn't, it wasn't gonna <laughs> That'd be like, yo, you know, um uh hey Don, are you are you cooking today? Yeah, yep, and I'm not gonna burn it. Uh, okay no All trust right. me i'm not gonna burn it it's not it's not gonna be burned don't even worry about it being burned bro it's like burned, I, I, I wasn't it. i wasn't wor- i wasn't worried about it and then yeah um walk me through your justice league it's november 17 2017 you're in the theater justice league starts you see <laughs> a lack of a mustache that's another that's another press thing that came out right it's like <laughs> the news got monopolized by this idea that Henry Cavill would have to go back for reshoots, but he was already uh, was... getting ready to do Mission Impossible, and so there was Mustache Gate. 
I was screwed because I knew um like like we we everybody already knew okay Zack Snyder had to leave the movie halfway through and yeah once that happened I was like oh boy like I I I don't this is not gonna like I'm never gonna get closer (laughs) I'm never never gonna get the movie I wanted to get and I'm like how far in was he like maybe maybe they just bring someone into you know finish touches finishing touches maybe it's still Snyder's movie but then you like you said you hear about all the reshoots and all these stupid all these things all this negative stuff happening around the film and I'm like oh boy I'm in the theater worried and (laughs) like now now I'm I watched the movie and it was like uh, I remember thinking it was it was cute like I didn't I didn't hate it off the back I I remember thinking like I already knew it wasn't going to have any of the weight any of the gravitas and Mm -hmm. they, they removed the they changed the soundtrack it felt like it felt like run of the mill superhero fare, like bull, like like surface level cape shit, like a yeah, like a Saturday morning cartoon. I was like, oh, I was just thinking this was a shitty month for you because it's the same month Ragnarok comes out. <laughs> oh boy, like this. I remember thinking. See, I remember, I remember even still thinking. Like I saw Ragnarok. And I was like, oh, man. All right, whatever. And I remember, I saw Ragnarok before it came out. I was excited. I was, I'm at the world premiere. And, right. and, and yeah, I, it, I didn't agree with it. <laughs> right, so right. I remember thinking, all right, well, at least Justice League is coming. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. this is going to be great. Uh, I was wrong. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was I, like, I also didn't hate it. it. I just remember leaving going. I was, uh, That's it. Not only yeah. is that it, but this is like the Justice League. Like this remember, is the yeah. Justice League. <laughs> I remember thinking like there were some shots and some scene like in some scenes that felt like like you could still see Snyder's movie in there, like peeking out. Like and, yeah. and that that tore at me. That hurt me more than anything. That there was a movie under there. I could see it. You could, could recognize some of the some of yeah. the connecting elements and characterization and stuff and it's like but but i'm not gonna get it and 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 i I guess it tore out a lot of people that way more more than more than anybody could have ever imagined yeah (laughs) like yeah seriously it, it totally it totally did because all of a sudden people started to demand that they see uh a version of what Zack Snyder was initially trying to do at the time, a mere pipe dream. At the a time, people, a lot of people, for real, a pipe yeah. dream. Yeah, I, it, it, a lot of people didn't believe it existed. You're bullshit. That's the movie. We're talking about like, you, Greg. Now, nah, yeah, GT <laughs> Gregory didn't believe it existed, and, and to this day, the movies come out, and he he says it's not. He no, technically, it's not. It's not, and he's never gonna watch it either. Right, uh, out of spite, I swear it's out of spite, motherfucker. We gotta sit him down. We gotta strap him down. T- I gotta uh, get him, man. Because this is Clockwork movie, Orange man. style, and just get him to get him to watch. <laughs> and 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 you're just like, okay, so let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say that all the rumors and every report is bull. <laughs> like, yeah. let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that this is the movie we were gonna get, right? 
let's yeah. just say that Snyder comes out and he's like, no, it's in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I, 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 that is like, that had to be the studio's worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> For him to say something like that. I, and he started to <laughs> stoke those flames. He started to, you know, he really started to pour gasoline on the fire of those rumors. And, um, it, it, for like he just the inches that he would give the fandom they would yeah. take it for a mile because they really were passionate about this it 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 was the first time i had ever experienced a film that felt like they, this this felt like um almost like fan four stick a bit where it's like you could tell the studio just got all up in this and now it doesn't even really resemble like a full movie. It doesn't feel like from beginning to end. It just feels like a bunch of scenes put together. Yeah. But usually when that happens, people just say that movie sucked and they walk away. I've never seen a groundswell of support of being like, no, no, we want to see how this was really supposed to be fucking done. It it's was an crazy. exciting experience. It's crazy because I felt it. I was, I felt it too, but I just, yeah. I could never imagine. It, it, it it's weird because it, it, I felt it strongly. All right, like I felt it. I never went online. I never became one of those people like that. But yeah, in my heart, like I felt robbed. I felt I felt it. Like this is messed up. Yeah, for all the things, for all the people that complained, and for all the people that did not like the movies, it there, it, it never occurred to me that there would be so many people in the opposite direction. I yeah. never. So that was a bit. It felt good in the beginning, but, but but they were, but then they they it was a mixture. It was a combination of of people wanting to clown on them because it was very easy, and them being easy to clown on because they were yeah. so freaking. They were so desperate that they would do, uh, they would just hijack everything. We're yeah. taking over. We came. To, Shut the shit down. Restore the Snyder or what was it? release the Snyder cut. Yeah, release the Snyder cut. I went. I went to several Comic Cons and they would be there. They would have pamphlets with they like uh, with like time with like timelines of like. Well, on this day he said he had it, and on this day somebody else confirmed that he had it, and on yeah. this day they said that no, we definitely shot those scenes. And if you <laughs> can tell from this angle, you can tell that this was cut. Like they were doing forensic science. When it comes to um, this film and and really trying to push it out there, I, you know what's also kind of funny is that I remember two other announcements about this film when it was kind of announced that Zack Snyder wouldn't be able to finish it at the time. We had found out about the passing of his daughter, rest in peace, um, and the, how big of a tragedy that was. It was like, well, how the hell are we going to continue this? But what 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 great news, Josh Whedon. Uh, you know the right? architect of Crazy. the Avengers. It was it like, was a huge deal, huge deal. But the thing, like I I don't know that I ever I don't know that I was ever like wow this is gonna be great because immediately my thought is Joss Whedon of all people is the other side of the spectrum. Yeah, like he's the absolute opposite. Like how is this gonna work? He is the um the Ron Howard to your Marcus and McFeely. Oh, not Marcus and McFeely. What was the the uh, uh the was it the Lego guy? Uh, when they took um uh, Lord and Miller. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the, he's the Ron Howard to your Lord and Miller. <laughs> the it's like you hire Lord and Miller and you go, eh, nah, we want Ron Howard. <laughs> and, and, and immediately I thought this is where 
the optimism came in where I'm like, so maybe the movie's done and they decided they're going to liven it up a little bit at the end and, and, and we'll still get Snyder's movie with some jokes in it. Yeah, there'll be a dance no. sequence somewhere in there. <laughs> they'll fit a, a dance sequence. But um, th- yeah, Josh Whedon and then you hear that um, they're bringing in Danny Elfman. Oh, that was painful. That Those painful. two played it so fucking safe. So fucking safe in this movie. And that's what Justice League feels like. It feels like a, a bunt. You know? Generic. It, it's generic. Yeah. And it, 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 it really did surprise me. I put a lot of weight on those guys. Danny Elfman had been known to create great soundscapes, great scores. I don't know if it would it should have been this, you know. Um, the bombastic nature of Junkie XL and, and um, Hans Zimmer has already, you know, that was the DNA of this franchise yeah, anyway. 100%. You know, and um, the way things were able to ramp up for Wonder Woman, it got even more bombastic, you know. So it's like it, it, it was all seemingly there, but this threw a lot of that out. It, it made a lot of its changes and tried to put its foot into the ground. And again, we're at a crossroads. Again, we're like, so how do we feel about this now? How do we feel about this whole Justice League thing now? Um, I still think Barry's a bit weirdly constructed. Um, Barry Allen. Yeah, he's uh, it's like Spider-Man. Know. He's Tom yeah. Holland. He's doing what they want Tom Holland to do in, <laughs> in the Marvel movies. To the point that now, oh my God, I just said it, and now it's even connecting more in my mind because yeah, now they want him Spider- to be mentored by Batman. Yeah, he's Batboy. He's, <laughs> he's Robin. He's a, he's, a he's, fast, Robin? <laughs> he's a fast Robin. <laughs> Yo, they're literally going to merge those two. They're going to have to have your cake and eat it too. Oh dear. Um <laughs> I I again I, I at this point, like I said, it was a, it was maybe one of those things like I, I kind of remember like I said in, not hating it in the beginning, but that that pain of being turned into resentment. Yeah. And in that resentment, I started seeing all the things that were wrong with this movie, you know, like oh, and then it slowly just became hatred. I hate that movie. Were you excited about the idea of the introduction of things like mother boxes, you know, um, uh, apocalypse? I love, I couldn't, we're going to, we're going to see dark side. And then it turns out the movie cut him out entirely, except for one sentence where they say his name. Yeah. And that was bugged. Also. And also is the introduction of a villain. We would have only been introduced to, if we would have seen the full scope of BVS, right? Because <laughs> I don't think, or or is it in the regular cut that they show? Stephen no, it's Wolf not. That? He's he's cut out entirely. So so what? So what? What? <laughs> it's like we don't know who this is. <laughs> what, what? Like did you just? <laughs> and they cut him out, and they cut him out of Suicide Squad. Right. Right. We should have seen him twice by now. Exactly as we did with Thanos. Yeah. In we a much faster twice, way, and then we knew who he was. And this but, would have been like a, and this would have been like a, like I mean, comic fans, we all know that this meant Darkseid was on the thing. But for like casual people who might have expected, like, okay, well, that's the Thanos, and then at the end, it's like, boom, bow, he's dead, and it's like, oh, that's that's who it is. 
that would have been that would have worked, I think, a little better than what ended up happening. How does he die in the regular cut? He don't get jumped that way that he got no, jumped. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they push him? Didn't they? Oh, there's no oh, portal. It was stupid. He was scared, and then the parademon. Oh, they smelled him. his fear. They right? smelled his fear. Wow, that's a Lion and King they, ending they, right there. <laughs> yeah, it was the Lion King ending. The hyenas <laughs> ate killing. They turned star. on him. They turned on his ass. Golly. We've got to say something good about that movie. So I will say that seeing them, seeing those characters together in shots on occasion looked cool. Uh, well, <laughs> not, say. you know why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause some those shots were Snyder shots. <laughs> those shots didn't belong to that movie. Yeah. Those shots were Snyder shots. That's what I thought too. That's exactly what I thought too. Like, oh, wow. Like that shot, like at the end, they're standing in the sun. Yeah, that's like, okay. At least I got to see it. We also had kept getting told that we were going to unite the seven. Yeah, and, and that never happens. Six. And yeah. then they were like, oh, no, he, we were talking about the seas. <laughs> like, no, who the fuck? What are you talking about? Fuck? What do you mean you were talking about the seas? You're going to unite the seven seas to fight Steppenwolf? That doesn't make any fucking sense. You lied. You, there was only seven people and you cut him out. And that, you know, um, we didn't end up getting, you know, there was like some weird color correction stuff. It was just all, but it was a bunch of they, To Jeff Johns, poor Jeff Johns credit. He was given, a, oh, uh, he worked his whole comic career and got the opportunity to lead TV and move into Hollywood almost like small screen. And be and because of that, they gave him a horrible task that I'm sure seemed like a promotion at first. Like he's on the right track. It's happening so fast. Right. I, I'm gonna really head. He's the, a wonder child. I'm gonna head this movie thing. And they're like, yeah, kind of. So here's what we need. <laughs> so here's what we need you to do. You you know these characters, right? <laughs> you know, like you know what they would like say and do. <laughs> we want you to make them. Make him funny. No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Make more funny was the studio directive. <laughs> That's what it says on the fucking board in That's permanent it. Make more funny. And 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 then and it says Russian tr- family question mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to do things, and they're cute. Oh, the red skies like a crisis. No, but sucks. <laughs> yeah, he sucked. He sucked. He, he, he. I hate to say this because he's so good at at what he does in comics and writing and and what he's doing on television. What he was doing on television until it became bloated. Right. Um, <laughs> but they gave him a directive, and he never was able to really do a job. It's not like he was ever in charge. It's like I feel bad. Yeah. Right. Nobody was. Nobody was in charge. While this is happening, they are also announcing cancellations of things like Ben Affleck's Batman film. Do uh, you remember they announced a slate, a full, yes. full slate of movies that yeah. were exciting? Yeah, a I um, there's a core. there's an episode of this very podcast where we look at that slate and try to predict how these films are going to go and 80% of it never, <laughs> never got to fruition. <laughs> so like 
that you were talking about, like the entire one of the biggest exciting things about Ben Affleck becoming Batman was that the rumor was he was going to direct his own Batman film, and the idea that the guy who you know wrote and directed Argo was going to do something like that was really really cool. Uh, but that gets canceled. The Cyborg film gets canceled. We hear about a Deathstroke film that's going to happen because he was kind of, sort of, maybe in Justice League in a post-credit. Uh, that ends up getting canceled. The Joker versus Harley Quinn film that was announced in um, July of 2017, the same year as Justice League, canceled. Uh, untitled Joker solo film at the time that was going to be connected, uh, canceled as well. Justice League sequels, because remember Justice League was supposed to be two parts canceled man of steel uh sequel put on hold um and we're going okay so what are we gonna do now then what are what's this what's what 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 they said they said i don't know <laughs> that's just, that's what they said. They said, i don't know they said you guys like jason momoa <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what they said they said we've looked through this we looked through everything and it turns out you guys don't hate jason momoa so we're gonna we're gonna go in that direction next. And uh, in December twenty one of twenty eighteen, James Wan gives us Aquaman starring, as I said, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Nicole Kidman, uh, Tamora Morrison, Jason Momoa, uh, um, <laughs> and uh, Man Beater uh, Amber Heard is also uh. in this film as well. And you got um, Willem Dafoe doing some cool stuff with Patrick Wilson as well. Uh, what do you well, think about I'm Aquaman? So I don't think me and you've ever spoken about Aquaman. No, I don't think we have. I don't speak of Aquaman much. I, no, I, I, any reason? Any reason for that? <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate Aquaman. It just felt like, in the midst of everything that was happening with this, with, with the, with the DC cinematic universe, or what? What did it used to be called? The DC extended universe, or whatever. So here, here's. I guess we'll, we'll talk about that real quick. So that there's no. Like four years, there was no actual name for this. Just kind of like that Spider-Man Sony thing, yeah. Spider-Man <laughs> Sony Universe or whatever. So that's kind of the joke is that the DCEU didn't have a name. I, I don't know if you remember this, but at one point it was kind of theorized that it was going to be called the Worlds of DC. <laughs> that, no, that was, I don't. That was like the Kevin Smith. Uh, remember when he was like up there with talking like Jim Lee and like all the like. Mem oh, remember at one point they, they were gave like gave a special on channel on CW. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Dawn of Justice League. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so they're like, yeah, it's 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 the uh, it's the worlds of DC. Welcome to the worlds of DC. And people <laughs> were like, no, we don't like that. <laughs> and then. Yeah. Um, in in March of 2020, Jim Lee just called it the DCEU. <laughs> so people were like, <laughs> "Yeah." So they're saying that. Um, but, but in an article I, about in an article about BVS in 2015, a writer for Entertainment Weekly uh, coined the term DCEU, okay. and then for subsequently five years, DC denied that being the name <laughs> of their of their universe. <laughs> and it came out with Worlds of DC, but no one liked that. So then they were like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Just call us the fucking DCEU. It's fine. It's fine. We don't even care. So I think that's that's really, really funny. Uh, yeah, but go but on. The Aquaman, Aquaman thing. Yeah, I... I, like, I knew, like, I, after Justice League and after, ha after hearing what happened and seeing what they did to the movie, I knew that they wanted to head into, like, they want they just were like they they thought the way to go was like let's see what marvel's doing and try that thing and aquaman was it felt i was like mad angry and resentful i was like fucking hell this is exactly what i thought was gonna happen 
Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, I mean, to their credit, it made them a billion dollars that they yes. were looking for. I don't. Yeah. I, uh, they finally got it. So <laughs> this is the. I mean, gun to your head, bro. Did you ever think that this would be the highest grossing DCEU film? No, God, it's like Venom. It's like it's <laughs> oh, exactly yeah. like Venom. Venom. Like how same year too. I want to say making all this goddamn money. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? <laughs> I thought it was I, fine though. I thought it was uh it was just like a, it was definitely it, it headed in the direction that I thought it was heading. It was like a confirmation. But at the same time, the movie itself it it, it, it had a lot of cool scenes and things were pretty and I got to get the 4K so I can see it with the it's got IMAX enhanced. You can see what it looks like on the TV. I think I think it's way better than I remember. I watched it, rewatched it today. I rewatched that and the film that came after today because those Aquaman is probably my least watched film. Even with all the issues I've said I've had with BVS and Man of Steel, I still there's a there's an affinity I have towards those things because again, my old, my biggest issue was always that this was depicted as our main universe version of these heroes, where I feel like. Um, they serve as a cool kind of Elseworlds. Um, I, I I just never went trilogy. back. Yeah, I just never went back to Aquaman. Um, going back now, I think that it it, it is kind of visually spectacular. Like it, it looks really good at, at certain points. Some of the water stuff and some of the outfits are a bit much. Some um, of this stuff is unforgivable. Yeah. What do we what do we do? <laughs> Why what did they do doing? every what well, they did everything? They no. did every Aquaman comic. I felt Beyond like that. in this. Beyond that, what are we doing? Putting Pitbull's version of oh, Africa <laughs> on Toto. <laughs> that was the that was unforgivable. That was in the film. In I, the film, I remember I defended the film and I said, "Nah, man." I I can't remember who the hell I said it to, and I said, "No, they're not going to put that song in the film." Because it came out, you know, the, the songs come out before the movie. And yeah. it, and people were like, this is horrid. What? For some strange reason, that year, Africa had like a resurgence. Yeah. It, it, was, it was like it was, a it was like a meme. It was a meme. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, okay, Africa. And then you're watching this film and they pan over the desert and they start playing this god-awful rendition of Africa. Oh, man. And I go, did they really... He really did that. That was bold, Pitbull. Like you, you really assume people wanted that, bro. Like you, that was a big assumption to make, bro. They put it in the movie, so like I didn't blame him for making it because I thought it would be in the credits. It's it's yeah. like the kind of song they play when nobody's there, right? They left yeah. or they're waiting for the. His black suits coming at the end of <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Of like it doesn't have anything too. to do with the movie, but it's on the soundtrack as we put it in the credits. They put it in the film. I can't blame him. I can't blame him because he didn't put it in the movie. They put it in the movie. No way. Uh, you where do you sit on this version of Aquaman? Obviously, big choices made. Some would say, you know, kind of to get past the joking nature that the character was at at the time where people weren't taking him seriously. Do you like Aqua Bro? Do you think that these changes need to be made for the character to be made, taken seriously? Is it weird? Is it <laughs> Is it weird that I liked him more after uh, I was able to, after I watched Zack Snyder's Justice League? Because I, I 
I think watching him in one of the things, one of the one of the things that made me feel like I mentioned earlier, like oh hey, this is the direction that we're headed, is like in the in the Joss Whedon Justice League movie, his Aqua Bro is just shaved all the way down to like he's got no arc in the film. He's just he a just frat e- boy. Yeah, he just exists to give jokes and like yeah, woo-hoo! my man, my <laughs> man, and we don't know anything about him, but. <laughs> getting like if we if I had been introduced to him the other way, and then we got into this, I I would have enjoyed it a lot more. And maybe because I haven't seen it again in a long time, but maybe yeah. now I'll enjoy the movie a bit more, <laughs> just because it's like this is an added dimension. It's not the yeah. only thing he is, you know. I also give him credit for putting that big ass badass man in that orange ass outfit. <laughs> You know, they put him in that bright ass orange outfit, green gloves, green uh, boots. Uh, I I think some people were mad that he wasn't blonde or whatever. Like, like he didn't look. Well, I was watching the movie. I was watching the movie today, and there's a scene with him and Patrick Wilson, and I remember like I'm looking at their hair, and I go, I don't remember Ocean Master being blonde. And I'm like, oh, Ocean Master isn't blonde. But I'm like, oh, but this is like the Thor Loki kind of thing. Like in the comics, Thor is blonde, Loki has black hair, Aquaman's blonde, Orm has black hair. But because Jason Momoa already has dark hair, <laughs> they can't give Orm dark hair, so they flipped it. Which Orm, is kind Orm, of a Orm ends know. up looking like what people wanted Aquaman to look like. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, okay, huh. But I think that's where it that's where the movie suffers the most, is because we had already done three thors by the time aquaman one comes out and so the whole like my brother doesn't deserve the throne it should be me and oh we've done this uh a bunch of times as a matter of fact this year that this film comes out black panther also came out so we also had a film going about you know uh king and rightful king and do you belong here and you're only a half breed all this other kind of stuff we had already done it to death it's funny because in when the new 52 started in comics and Jeff Johns was writing Aquaman for a little while, we mm-hmm. went to focus on justice league. He seeded a story called rise of the seven seas. And he was going to come back to do it. I swear I'll be back. And he never <laughs> came back uh-huh. because he used all the elements of the story in this movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Bro, so, they did the cracking. Like they did all of it. They did. They, they did. Like it's like first four volumes of his comic and shit. It's, I was it's like, this he, is crazy. He not only did like use his comic as the origin, like he put what he was gonna do. Uh, it, he just put it in here. It's like I don't know, I don't care. I'm like going back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mateen uh, is a good uh, Black Manta. I like that they did the suit. I think the suit looks good. Um, I I that character is so canonically badass that I hope that they go the darker routes with the character that he takes aquaman jr aqua baby you gotta go for the baby bro and he has to kill tamir morrison yes he does that's what i was saying bro i I was so i because they were doing that 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 weird like saccharine thing where you know every every day my dad goes out to the shore and (laughs) waits to see if uh you know my mom can come back and eventually they do get their like tearful reunion but i thought it would have been so cool if you would have played it up like that was gonna happen but manta showed up 
and just shanked. <laughs> just <laughs> that's what it felt them. like it was headed towards. Yeah, just showed up, shanked them, and then that we just dealt with that until the next film. Like we just dealt with dealing with that. But um, no, they we we've already gone to gloom and doom, so they decided uh, not to do so. Um, we would go about six months before, well, about four or five months before we get our next film, which would be Shazam, directed by David F. Sandberg, April 5th, 2019. Where does Shazam fit if if Aquaman is kind of the exact opposite of what you wanted from the DCEU? Where does Shazam, Shazam, was, Shazam was the movie that's supposed to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> like Shazam yeah. is like the movie, the what, like that's the way, like if you were so desperate to have movies like that, just do that one. Like yeah, and it, and they did, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You you, you you dug Shazam? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great like. It, it's a kid, it's a movie about a kid, you know. Like he's yeah. he's a kid in a man's body, sure. But ultimately, it's a it's gonna be that kind of movie. That's exactly what it should be. Before you get into more serious things in a sequel. You you would want the first Shazam movie to be whimsical and and fun, yeah, and fun, because then you can take that away and it's more impactful. It's what they ended up doing with Spider Man, honestly. But Shazam is the one that the, that that would benefit from that. Like, <laughs> and the thing is that you know the the introduction of said character brings in so much when you consider now what we're doing with the eventual Black Adam film. That, you know, that's a that's another thing that was it was funny to me that this Shazam movie only exists because of the willpower. Because of the willpower oh yeah, the you're rock. right. You're because right. Years before this film was even spoken about, we had The Rock confirmed to play Black Adam in something. <laughs> yes, and he was just like, I don't care. I take so they know that they have to do Shazam first. So that's like always tentatively in the plans like, right and so yeah it eventually they almost out. they almost restructured it around shazam like they had no choice like you said they had to do this because they've already promised the rock he's getting his film so when shazam comes out people are like well what does this mean in the grand scheme of like justice league Zack snyder's uh justice league and they're like yes <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> You're like, no, 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 no. I don't think you heard the question. What is this? <laughs> no. Where does it sit? Like, what is canon? And they're like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, look at Batarang. Next question. Batarang. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Next, oh, yeah, the Batarang bullets, Uh, you know, Superman cameos, all that stuff. I um, uh, This was the beginning of WB uh, WB's problems with Henry Cavill. Yes. Uh, they... <laughs> They wanted him to come in for a cameo. I think they offered him pennies on a dollar for it. And his manager was like, I will go in and actually fight all of you. <laughs> he, I honestly feel like when he did Mission Impossible, like they treated him like a star. Yeah, You know, like they really like the, the product, the promotion went well. The film did well. His role was people loved it and he was treated well and didn't have to like just deal with scraps anymore so when dc came around and was like hey you know come and do your obligated it's like i'm not obligated shit like, i'm getting to do none of this bullshit none of it. especially no. if you're gonna pay pennies like, right i'm just dead mission impossible motherfucker you know netflix is on the phone with me we're talking about something 
<laughs> right and this and you would you one would have to think that some of the stuff for shazam here is months after already coming back to do the failed justice league reshoots oh yeah no now everybody now now we know everybody was disgusted <laughs> like they they yeah. hated the experience so they're right. already sour and it's like no, no no we need to come in to do this cameo well if it's just a cameo do you need me to come in yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's just a cameo then you don't need me to come in um and yeah i mean i i like the cast zachary late levi mark strong mark strong getting another bite at the apple after um sinestro yeah, we're supposed to was, start this whole thing <laughs> he off. was perfect the sinestro too but he did a great job as uh dr Sivana. there's a moment in this film that i think is objectively horrifying where he just takes a man and throws him out of a window <laughs> yeah yes yes okay so that was another cool thing about the movie like because it was so whimsical when the horrifying things like that happen it's like i was like unexpected. what Holy shit. what and like just like the physics of it like you see him like just out the window and then he just falls you hear his yell <laughs> you know echo as he's falling down all of it just horrific i was like what the um uh incredible cast of child actors um some of them extremely charming um you know what i wanted to look something up real quick but uh that's that was funny i uh madam they were talking about the rock and uh him bringing shazam basically to life like he's literally in the credits as the executive producer but is like, he, he oh yeah he is uh but He's never going to get his fight with Superman, which I think was another big, big thing where now he's given the company line. Where he's like, I'll fight any Superman they cast. But he was here. He wanted to fight Henry Cavill. You, yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like he had been angling for that. Like, he don't give a fuck about a Zachary Levi. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, you know, I because I swear to I swear, man, I want to be there when they pitch. He didn't know who the fuck Black Adam was, bro. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't know who he they, was at one point, I know how but I want to see that pitch, bro. I want to see know. that pitch because whatever the fuck they pitched him, my man's out here like, yo, I'm Superman. I'm basically <laughs> fucking Superman. That's what it is because I know how they pitched it to him because he's been saying it ever since. <laughs> huh. Black Adam's an anti-hero, so, you know, he's he's an anti-hero and he has magic. And they were like, and guess what? Magic is one of Superman's weaknesses. What? <laughs> he's like, what? So I could beat him up, right? And they're like, yeah, technically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Technically. And, and they're like, say the line. He's like, the hierarchy of power is about to change. <laughs> he came up with DC that shit. I know he did. Listen, that's the thing. Like, I think the studio gave up on this shit. But The Rock was just like, no, absolutely not. We we uh we're gonna do this, and he's coming up with all this shit on his own. Yeah, his, his own press tour for I the villain. Seriously, I remember when they did Fandom, yeah, and everybody's thing. It, it kind of felt uniform, but The Rock felt like he he has his, his people do it. He mailed <laughs> his in. <laughs> we, we, you could just it? you could just attach this to the rest of the show, please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this was purely him. It's like, hey, did anyone mention that the uh, hierarchy of power is about to change? The hierarchy <laughs> the of power is like about that, to All change. that just rolls off. People have been saying that forever when it comes to Black Adam, that the hierarchy of power is about to change. No, they haven't. Great character. You're going to kill it. But damn, they sold that man a bill of goods. So I, I went to look this up real quick. Apparently, 
there's a moment in the Shazam film. Like I said, I rewatched that in Aquaman today. And um, there's a moment where they teleport and they end up in a strip club. And um, yeah, they, they teleport away from Savannah and all the kids end up in a strip club with uh, Shazam. And then they walk out and there's the joke of like, well, what are they? What are they? What were they doing? You know, kind of stuff. And one of the kids says, um, one of the, the, the boy, uh, Pedro, the kind of chubbier uh, Hispanic kid says, eh, not for me. Uh-huh. And I didn't catch that when I first saw the film. And when I caught I it this not. time, I was like, I was like, were they just trying to? Yeah. So right now I just Googled it. And it's, if you put um, Shazam and gay, it's all over. It's all over. It says fans oh, think no. Shazam may have introduced DC's first oh, gay okay. superhero. I thought you ran into some others. Oh, no, 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 no. I was no, like, no. oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just saying like in the, at this time when this film came out, uh, in April of 2019, there's a litany of articles being written about Shazam possibly introducing this idea. And even in the Wikipedia entry, it says the live action feature film Shazam implies that Petro was gay or asexual. So I, I guess that's a thing. I had no idea. I missed but, it. But yeah, they did that. Is that um, the green one? Yes. I think he Or is, the gray yeah. one. He looks gay. Out of the green off the air. He's got he's got good <laughs> your gaydar. Real, he's got good, really good hair, like really, oh, okay. really good hair. And I'm just like, man, impossibly good hair. One would yeah, even like, say, like you know, I we I say as know. two us as two phonically challenged males, yeah. we say I, I don't know, uh, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know how good because it's not like long hair. It's like great, great styled short hair. <laughs> like it works. Where hair can be funny, sometimes you use it for expression. Like, what if you, I don't know, got out of a bad relationship with a very abusive clown man, and then you mm. cut your hair as a show of, of uh, defiance in your new film, Birds of Prey, in February 7th of 2020, directed by Kathy Yan. The actual last cinematic film I watched before the world went to shit with the pandemic. Um, Birds of Prey, bro. Uh, this was the film that felt like it wasn't tied to anything else. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They again. This is by, by this point they were they were claiming that they were building a a multiverse of films, and and then some of them will be connected and some of them won't. I guess, I guess we would be, we would be wrong. Like even though it's not DCEU, we would be lying to say that the success of the film Joker that came out the fall prior to this film. We we lying if it didn't say it, it didn't affect. How, sorry, how DC started looking at their entire franchise moving yeah. forward, whether or not it was viable that they could make one off films. Why they would at the same time, I don't know. I don't like you totally could in the sense that you could do anything, but yeah. why would you? <laughs> why would you? Is the question that I have. Um, but you did, you know, um, Joker comes out and they're like, okay, well, we're gonna a oh, Joker too, you know, people are ready. Like, I'm like, come hold on, hold on, where's Man of Steel too? Where's Superman go? He left yeah. and no one told me where he went, and everyone keeps telling me, like, I need to watch the Joker. <laughs> more harley stuff and then this oh my god the promotion well we're doing we're definitely doing gotham city sirens and we're definitely doing a harley movie maybe a birds of prey film okay okay 
maybe Harley, maybe the Gotham City Sirens meet the Birds of Prey. No, 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 no. Maybe it's a Birds of Prey movie and it has Harley Quinn in it. Okay, that kind of, that kind of makes sense. How about just Harley Quinn? How about yeah. we just do a Harley Quinn film? We put Birds of Prey in the title and we allude to the fact that they might eventually become the Birds of Prey at the end. You know, what's crazy is that, you know, while I was speaking of the marketing, I thought, um, <laughs> I thought the, the, the advertising, the whole marketing campaign never accurately reflected what the movie ended up being. Right. It was more reminiscent of what the first Suicide Squad was. And that uh, scared the hell. That pushed the heck. That pushed me right away from it. I had no, no excitement for that movie. I was like, they're doing this again. Did they not yeah. learn the lesson? Right. To, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> <laughs> and an actual movie comes out, and I didn't hate it. I just thought it was it, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And maybe I would have seen it faster if I knew uh, if I knew it was just going to be. You know, Holly Quinn's raunchy adventure or whatever. Like, <laughs> I think I think my biggest thing was, and this this happens to me a lot. Is it's what material I take in prior to watching it. So, um, I I, I when this film came out, I already had the idea in my head of like, who is Harley Quinn in the DC universe in general comics, all that kind of stuff. Like, have we have we gotten to the point where she's passed? just being joker's girlfriend like just that breakup arc because that's a very important arc but for it to be her only defining arc would be a shame because we have to go other places with this character so i started really considering like who is the character what what moves her you know what keeps her away from joker because toxic relationships always have a way of pulling you back in kind of stuff i'm really trying to dissect the character um while that is going on a couple months prior to this film coming out spider-verse comes out and when I see Spider-Verse, it blows my mind as to what a superhero film could be. So then I go and watch Birds of Prey, and it doesn't feel like either a superhero film or a celebration of Harley Quinn. It feels like like a TV movie almost. It feels like a, yeah. a connective tissue to... It's like almost like when you like those weird like Puss in Boots movies or like the Incredibles Jack Jack Adventure, whatever that yeah, like a short, like a Harley Quinn short. Right. That just so happens to have other characters that we know exist in DC Comics. Huntress, Renee Montoya, Black Mask. But it didn't it didn't do anything. At no point in this film is the emancipation Harley's choice. She got broke up with. And then he left. And then she went on her hot girl summer, but not out of choice. She, what else was she going to do? She got dumped. So it, that felt weird. And then, bro, I had read Detective, right? I had read Detective Comics. I had fallen in love with the Bat family in general when I first started Comic Book Click. I got real deep into like um, Batman Eternal, Batman and Robin Eternal, Batman Inc. Like this weird stretch of of expanding all that stuff battle for the cowl um you know really playing around with all these characters and i fell in love with the character of cassandra kane and rumor was she was going to be in this film and she was and i don't like how they did my girl cassandra i wouldn't even say she was in this film i don't know who that was yeah i don't know who that was so 
I think that the final thing about this that I'll say as far as negatives, I'll see if I can fish for something uh, positive in a bit, is um, when I watched this film, I had the immediate, you know how we were talking about we saw Suicide Squad and we're like, this is just kind of Guardians. Yeah. This this felt this film felt like Deadpool two. There's that. There's definitely some of that. It felt like Harley Quinn is Deadpool now. Yeah. <laughs> and to the point that when you say that Cassandra Kane wasn't in this film, I would say that it's just the female version of that Fire Fist character. In in oh, the little <laughs> Australian 2. boy. Yeah. Yeah. It was just that. It was just let's give them a plump. <laughs> adolescent <laughs> uh, adolescent troublemaker that they have to eventually warm up to and realize that maybe they're not all that bad or some yeah yeah something yeah. like that and oh and you do it the same way right you do the whole like we're not even really friends i'm just doing this to you know ends justify the means and then ah oh, i didn't mean that kid i'm really your friend and we'll be friends forever it's the same it's the same stuff and the idea that you would put like Mary Elizabeth Winstead, like in the background of anything, like just in the background, like she's not, she doesn't get really much to do. Neither does um, Rosie Perez. You have uh, even McGregor, I think is having a lot of fun in this, but Birds of Prey, I think had the justice, the justice league effect with me where the more I started to think about the film, the angrier I got. Um, I'm looking at Ewan's performance in the film and I'm like, He's doing a thing, but I don't understand what he's doing. And I don't understand why he's doing it with Black Mask. But it turns out that initially in that film, they were going to have Sam Rockwell play Black Mask. So when you watch the film, it's Ewan McGregor doing Sam Rockwell. (laughs) It's him doing his version of what he thought Sam Rockwell was going to do with the film. So I was just like, this is not everyone in this movie is in a different movie. Everyone in this movie is doing their own doing their own thing. And I think that this film tried to do the Suicide Squad thing of like contemporary music, um, flashy promotion, but I don't think it got anywhere near the same kind of buzz and um fan recognition. Well again, I didn't I I didn't I never felt any of the I never felt any of these like the, the biggest problem I had with the movie was Cassandra Kane. Like I, I, I felt like I knew what the heck they wanted to do with Harley Quinn, and 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 it 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 was exactly that. But ultimately, I didn't hate the movie. I thought it was it was fine, if not pointless. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it ends up making two hundred and one million dollars off of a reported one hundred million dollar budget. Jesus Christ! You understand? So they, but but it came out before. during it the was... pandemic as well. So. You know, maybe that's the party we missed. You know, maybe there would have been a bigger party if people were able know. to go to theaters and stuff. Again, it was. I don't think the marketing ever matched what the movie was. Like even looking back on it now, I still like. I only saw it once, so I look back on it now. I still think about the yellow poster and the stupidity and those stupid uh, uh, overalls. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> like, they ever. I don't think. I, I feel like maybe. I don't think maybe they should have harped on the rated R of it all a little more. Uh, <laughs> when it was rated R, right? Yeah, yeah, they did a lot of uh, they did a lot of weird stuff. 
<laughs> do they do a lot of weird stuff? They did a lot of weird stuff. Oh, they cut off a man's face. They cut off a girl. They killed the girl because she snotted on his hand. Uh, oh, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was very... Again, I wasn't excited to watch it and it turned out better than I thought it was, but it, like, ultimately it was pointless. And uh, maybe they would have made a little more money if uh, they got the message across better. What do you think about um, Winstead and uh, Journey Smollett Bell? It's great. I, I, they were both great. I mean, she would... I I I thought it was it was interesting what they were doing with Black Widow. I was like, I, I mean Black Widow, Black Canary. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I guess we're gonna skip right past. <laughs> we're gonna skip right past normal Widow. And we're gonna, I, I keep calling her Widow. Jesus. Yeah. Canary. <laughs> canary. Because yeah. she's not she's even, a meta. It doesn't feel like Black Canary. I'll say that. But yeah. they were fine. <laughs> they were fine in this movie. Well, right? she's always kind of been depicted as like a cop, and in this, she's a singer. That's what I said. They skipped all the way past anything Black Canary, and they went to a a swinging club, singing, kind of helpless, but she can get it under control because she can fight. (laughs) I was like, okay, who who is this? It says screenwriter Christina Hodson sought to reinvent Harley. (sighs) (laughs) That's kind of, I had the same... (laughs) same reaction <laughs> because you don't have to reinvent her i don't no. think every, i don't think every relationship breakup ca- causes for a complete reinvention Nobody i think you learn lessons that. and you move you know and no. i i i always said that the biggest thing about the breakup is that she has to make the choice she has to he has to want her and she has to say no if the if the choice is taken away from her if he doesn't want her then her being free is not a choice of her own. Thus, she's not moving the plot. She's actually hiding from the plot a lot of this movie. She doesn't want to be, she doesn't want to do anything. She doesn't try. She gets caught in shit and then kind of has to figure it out. And at the end, it's an egg sandwich. And it, that's just basically, that's basically how that goes. Um, but yeah, we have metas now, I guess, with a black canary. And supposedly these characters will be uh, coming back. But one of the funniest things about the development of this film was remember the name change? Was it uh was it what what it, what was it first? Um Harley Quinn and uh, no Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. And then eventually it ended up becoming uh Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. <laughs> I've still I've still I thought it was still uh the I always thought it was still the emancipation the stupid name, the stupid long name. But I just call it Birds of Prey. But even though it's not at all, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, not. it's not. And and even when that first title came out, I'm like, this feels a little bit up its own ass. A little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, like that's the, that's not fantabulous that's, emancipation. Like, that's a lot. But um, it sounds like a Christina Hudson idea. <laughs> she she's doing she's doing um. Batgirl, supposedly she's writing Batgirl. No, so. no. we'll see. We'll no. see how that goes because the rumor is that I think Black Canary is supposed to be showing she up in that. It. She's in it. They've already yeah. got like posters and all that stuff and on the fake Gotham. Yeah, so we will see uh, how that goes. Um, Birds of Prey was was a lot to deal with, um, and then a lot of movies went on hiatus for a very, very long time uh, because of covid and one of the big things was there was a game of chicken of cinematic chicken if you will because 
um, Marvel was set to release Black Widow in 2020. And it was going to be a huge deal because it was the first time uh, they would be spotlighting that female character. While they did Captain Marvel, I would venture to say that people were more favorable towards Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of Black Widow than they were towards uh, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. And thus, seemingly, a Black Widow film would be more successful. But with the world being ravaged by a very deadly virus and films not uh, theaters not wanting to open, it became a question about whether or not Black Widow would go into theaters and how long it would be delayed. It kept the date kept moving. While that's happening over at Marvel, the same thing is happening over at DC with Wonder Woman 1984. Overall, it's decided that, you know what? No, fuck it. Marvel ain't going to make its choice, so we're going to make ours. December 25th, 2020, Christmas Day, we are going to drop Wonder Woman 1984. And it was a huge deal. Uh, later on, Warner Brothers would go ahead and put an entire slew of their movies on HBO Max, getting ahead of the fact of, uh, you know, these delays and, and movie theaters and stuff like that. But do you remember that, um, that time period where we weren't sure when the hell Wonder Woman was coming out? Well, I definitely do because we didn't know when anything was coming, what was coming next. And then yeah, the we're studio. still dealing with that now, right? Like, yeah, we're still we're like, still, oh, delayed. It's, ha- oh, it's delayed. happening again. Uh, well, I remember the the weirdness about everything. They're going to put it on HBO Max on Christmas Day. And it felt like to me as a consumer, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I remember Patty Jenkins was angry and she yeah. put out that if you can see it, if you can see it in theaters, do your best to go out and oh, see yeah. it in theaters. Right, right, like, right. Patty, we're going to die. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're all we're gonna all die, and you're, yeah. you're 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 bugging right now. Like <laughs> you're really bugging. <laughs> anyway, and especially, then, and if I would have died for this, I would have been very upset. Oh shit! I think it's very funny because Warner Brothers kind of thought like, well, last time we messed with a with a director's movie, we got we got all the backlash. What if we just let her release the whole thing? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly we, as she wants like a it. Good idea, and it was we, like, no, that, that was another thing that I don't think we've spoken about. Um, it, it was alluded that Zack Snyder had a lot to do with Wonder Woman, the first Wonder no, Woman, yeah, yeah. That's um, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to bring it up because it felt like maybe I might taking away from Patty, yeah yeah, 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 like, and I felt like that's like one of the Snyder dick things to do, like, but but really. <laughs> actually, actually, but really, no, but actually, <laughs> he did. He cast Gal Gadot. He can't hear him, Deborah and Patty Jenkins came, and I and I can't even confirm that him and Deborah didn't come up with these with with a lot of the Wonder Woman ideas laying in the bed next to each other. Like, Bro, that he, theme song comes from his film. And a lot of just the the over like compare the I don't want to say not the theme not the movie themes but just the the overall aesthetic yeah and even the story like the kind of story told in Wonder Woman to Wonder Woman eighty four which is purely Patty Jenkins right like it feels like a whole it feels like a whole different person came to make the movie bro my mind was blown in twenty twenty. Because I'm looking at Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman 1984, and I 
weren't big fans of both mostly because I felt like the protagonist wasn't given enough agency but I was scared to to kind of follow that train of thought and have discussions about it because they're both women both the directors are women directing a female-led film how can you not how how do you miss uh characterize your lead female how do you how does that happen you understand i and and it, it it was weird for them to make in both of those films to characterize those women that way i remember watching um Bird, um, Wonder Woman 1984. Again, I loved Wonder Woman, the first one, maybe too much, like you said. <laughs> maybe it got to the point where <laughs> I loved it too much and I was blind to the symptoms of the sickness that would permeate through to here. But when that moment happens, the controversial moment, the moment where you know it's alluded to the fact that uh, Chris Pine is inhabiting another man's body, um, I remember thinking, like, why make that choice? Like, you didn't, you wrote this, so you could have chose anything, anything in the world. This was a very odd choice to make. Um, and the idea that Diana would be with and seemingly sleep with one man in 70 years and never recover, like, never, like, just, I, there's a version of that that feels romantic on paper, but it also feels unrealistic in a world where people fly and and all this other kind of stuff like she's lived hundreds of years so 70 already, you know i was already off too about the uh just the, the, the whole disconnection to anything else in the in well the, the idea that it would take place in 1984 feels very strange right on top of that why did it need to take place in 1984 <laughs> what what explain what part of that movie which part of that movie? There was not a single part of that film that said to me, "This must take place in 1984." <laughs> no, nothing beyond Patty Jenkins wanting to be fluffy. I would love to see Kristen like in 80s clothes, <laughs> like and leg like, warmers. That was it. Was the whole thing was about leg warmers? <laughs> like, come on, man. what part? What part, George? Please, if I'm missing, I something. don't. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard it said that the 80s was chosen because the 80s was the height of american excess in the sense of us wanting more stuff and this is supposed to be like a thing about wishes and us wanting oh, more and all that other kind of stuff but again but again again why 1984 and again that feels like a, a weird miss message with everything else being done in this film like gal gadot wanted her dead boyfriend back so she could fuck him her wanting her wishing that is selfish but later on in the film she goes and tries to tell everybody else that all their wishes are selfish too <laughs> and, and it's not true if we don't I have the same up. wishes you girl we're not I, I fucked up you know what you all fucked up too wait, <laughs> that's, that's, wait, wait. That's, that's the ending of that film she's like come on guys we all have to apologize <laughs> to, they try to throw in Hans Zimmer's fucking beautiful lie Bro, I laughed. Like, but I laughed. But, but it's like, because <laughs> what does it mean? What does it like, mean? Do you know what it means? Do you know? Not not you. I mean, like Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, you know because, they because they don't. Because they don't. Because they put it in 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 a like its original context is opposite of the song of the moment that they use it here. Like, bro, truth, I'm, I'm dying. Truth. I'm dying because. I think 
that's the first time a song's ever been added and made things more confusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the song plays and I'm like, what are you what are you trying to tell me? Here? What, is this, what, is, what are you what does this mean? This is because I love that song. I love a beautiful yeah. life. I think it's a very, yeah, yeah. very poignant um piece of music. Uh for a very uh, evocative moment in that film. But what does it mean to this? That has no connection at all. It's almost as if they forgot that it was in another movie. It comes like they just out had of a list too, of songs. Like, they had like a list of songs. They're like, yo, no, this one's really good. It will work. You know, look at the name. Familiar. Look at the name. It says a beautiful lie, <laughs> but it's a moment of truth. You know, yeah, right, right. There, there's a song in her flying uh, <laughs> montage that's oh been used forever, used in everything forever like it's bottom basement trailer grab so when they play it i'm like oh yeah really not like yeah, really not trying you're to pay attention to <laughs> yeah yeah really not trying to pay attention and then again like i said weird characterization of wonder woman being all snippy towards barbara christian wiggs character uh because she's not pretty like that's like that's 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 like she's great at her job She's fucking fantastic at her job, but for some reason it becomes the thing of like, you're getting too much attention, and it just like weird pitting women against each other. Like they, sh that should have been a narrative, right? How this man was able to pit two women against each other. Yeah, but nope. Um, you just have, I think Pedro Pascal did as as well as he could with Maxwell Lord, and I love that the DC like again, the DC fans. Are great at trying to color in a, a, a coloring book that the DCEU creates. So I remember when all this is going down, they're like, oh, that's like, maybe that's like the Eclipso Diamond. And, you know, he has like the ability to persuade and he has like mind control powers in certain in aspects and all this other kind of stuff. And, and Wonder Woman fucking kills him. Like, this the whole thing. Like, she fucking, <laughs> she comes to him and she kills him. And it's like, no, just a rock. Just a rock. A rock. It's, it's a, a wish. Rock. It's a wishing stone. Yeah, it's a wishing stone. No origin. No oh, God. Boy. No a, a character steeped in myth in mythology. There's no reference to a God or any other God. I think they say the trickster God. Like they just say like the trickster God. You know. <laughs> um and. She is going around like telling me, oh, you know, a long time ago, trickster God, whatever. <laughs> oh, so you're aware of trickster gods, but you didn't care to wonder why your ex-boyfriend is back from the dead in another man's body. Like none of that you're going to suss out, but you know <laughs> that they exist. Gods, they go out of their way to trick people like you. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. Good work. Good work, Wonder Woman. Again, just, and then her big sacrifice is her sacrificing something that was already sacrificed. Right, she's, she's like, you get to die again. Goodbye, yeah. Steve. I have to, I have to leave you I now. I have to go. He's like, I was fine, dead. <laughs> I, I was, I was fine. I was fine, dead. You're the one who brought me back. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? They were like, well, they were like, you oh, for. you know, the the fish out of water stuff was really fun the first time. So we'll just do it again. This is a train. This. <laughs> oh my God, that lingered for so long. Because it worked it in felt, the first one, bro. It felt like an hour of Steve being like, whoa, wow. And now we're on a plane for another 15 fucking minutes. Wow, fireworks. It's like, yo, this could have been a montage. Yep, we could have this down in two minutes. 
and now uh and now you can go back to death you can go now I, i'm i'm, I'm done i i relinquish you <laughs> you can he's you can like go bro, back to death. i don't even care i was dead you're weird <laughs> you brought me back here you're the weird this is one. not my penis diana <laughs> this is not and then she like flirts with that guy anyway she flirts with the, with the, with the dude's body when he gets it back <laughs> anyway very weird and then they just add snow and christmas stuff at the end of it yeah, to i mean kind at of that point like... listen it, in the movie in the story she already saw him naked like of yeah. course if she sees him again she's gonna be like wow i, <laughs> I remember you <laughs> i remember you <laughs> um just just a weird misstep for the dceu and i think it's a weirder misstep because wonder woman felt like a short thing it felt like one of the standout characters in bvs it felt like one of the standout characters in justice league the her solo film did extremely well critically so it felt like this was just going to be a layup and for it not to be a layup became really like what are we doing here like when the simplest thing that we seemingly have that has already been proven to work doesn't work what what are we doing here and the fandom starts to kind of fight itself because it's some true. people are like well you know they're not all supposed to be this that, and the third people who are hating on this only hate on it because of this that, and third mind you by the time this film is out we already have both infinity war and endgame so seemingly the biggest comic book films to ever be made are out so the fact that you can't really slam dunk in a sequel is really starting to show the cracks in the in the armor uh, well, I don't know about starting. I feel like we, I mean, well, everybody had more cracks. <laughs> more you can see cracks. through the armor. You can see yeah, through the point, big hole. It's just a helmet. It's just yeah. a helmet. <laughs> and Walter Hamada has it on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but we were talking about flashes of greatness. Talking about glimmers of hope. In the in the background, we are. You know, while this is going on with DC, you know, in the front with, with the studio and mandates and them trying to course correct on the fly, the Snyder Cut movement is getting a groundswell <laughs> of support. It's um, funny. I it's very funny because they, the, like you said, in the forefront, all the DC people, the Walter Hamadas or whatever, they're all in, they're all busy trying to distance themselves from the whole Snyder thing. <laughs> and the HBO Max dude is like, I'm desperate and I smell money. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't give a fuck what they're talking about up there. Like, I gotta go talk to this guy. I think you said it perfectly. The more that it was alluded that this cut exists, the angrier the fan base got to anything that wasn't that. Yeah. The more that DC try to distance themselves from Snyder's vision, the more um, mobile the the contingency of you know release the Snyder cut. It really just like I said started to ramp up. It got to the point where actors on the film <laughs> were like, "Yeah, I want to see it. I totally want to see it. it exists." I never, uh, you know, I, I never ever fell for that. Let me tell you right now, the mm -hmm. weekend that all those actors all of a sudden out of nowhere for some reason decided we're all going to tweet we're all going to all of us all of us are going to tweet something about the Snyder Cut I said that's it they did it they did yeah. it something is happening that's a promotional stunt there's nothing there's no reason after all this time of Snyder 
being just like just like being the Pied Piper with his fan mates. Yeah. <laughs> and just giving them tricks like crumbs. And he never called in the big guns for like he never needed them to tweak because there's never no chance of it happening. Right. And once they all came out and they were like, oh, we want to see this night or and I was like, oh shit. It's about right. to happen. Like, yeah. And like I said, like Snyder's attitude at the time was like of a man with nothing to lose. Yeah. Because if it yeah. doesn't come out, it doesn't come out. I have it. I like it. But I, I, he, he was like this weird cavalier guy. Like every time things would start to l- lower down, he'd release a still or yeah. release a piece of the script or, you know, show us him watching a scene or something. And people just started, it just the mummering and mummering. And like I said, Birds of Prey not doing well, Wonder Woman not doing well. People are just like, over it and then um it was announced at dc fandom that we would be getting Zack snyder's justice league mm-hmm. and it would be released in chapters uh pro- you know possibly be over a four-hour uh project at the time do some reshoots they were going to put some money behind it um and actually get to see his vision of things again unprecedented i've never seen something like this happen before and one could argue that the reasons why it happened weren't 100 percent altruistic like they weren't necessarily really trying to make sure the fans got what they wanted more no, so than they, they were, were trying not. to recoup on losses of, and of even at that point it was like well. it wasn't them like it didn't come from them they never they never wanted this to happen they yeah. they had to be convinced by a dude who's got nothing to do with anything just yeah. like let me let me do this and like uh, we're starting a brand new streaming service if you want people on it you got to offer things that are exclusive on it and one of the things that everybody who is talking about DC is talking about is this Snyder cut so we have to we have to release it and there was a, there was a bunch around it um we're about we're not even a year from it um and I loved it <laughs> I, I really I really liked it it really made me a it, it 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 really with the time given it really was able to do what i needed it to do which was firmly place it in a different you know a different yep uh lane than everything else the way that it told its story felt more it, it really was the connective tissue in that trilogy of man of steel bvs and this um and the more i saw of it i just kept getting this idea of like this like an odyssey like this just this big hulking dense but dense in like a lord of the rings kind of way like in a big universe building lore building way that nothing everything else was surface birds of prey is surface and that they're not trying to explore even who lives in the neighborhood past you know certain characters yeah. same thing with wonder woman <laughs> wonder woman 1984 happens at a time that we're told she abandoned mankind like they're not even following their own fucking rules it's, at this point. They, it's so weird with that exactly like you said like it, it, at least you can easily place it in its own corner of the world like right and so snyder's justice league follows up on character motivations on character progression on themes that uh, you know he you know that that get their own third act like superman's entire existence gets three acts in this in this three movie structure um it's it's a glimmer of what could have been and i wish i wish all of this was handled better i guess that's what i want to say 
Um, but I'll give you a moment to gush on uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League again. I don't want to go too hard because I mean, it's I, I we if you listen to the podcast, you you already heard out us yeah. for like three hours. Yes, <laughs> but really, like you said, it just the biggest thing is that it made me wish that one that they had been patient right? because I know if if you would just blocked out the loud. The, low, the, the loud people like if you would have just blocked out the negativity and took this and took it to this place maybe we would have maybe things would have turned out better but then it's like at the same time who, who who actually knows what what at what point like what piece of history could have been changed like what yeah. part of history yeah. could have been changed to keep to to keep the balance here because like the the three movie act that we do end up getting it's 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 great like you said it's it's great like and obviously the reason i love the snyder movies are because of like you said they're they're dense and they do the extensive world building and the themes and there's all these different messages that they're trying to say you know like it's not just mm-hmm. like a there weren't just like surface level films obviously but the story that we end up getting because of what happened and because of all the mess that we went through ends up being this beautiful three act superman story you know <laughs> that just happens to have justice league characters as you know supporting his his arc <laughs> and, and that's all we're gonna get <laughs> and you know what i'm it, if it felt like it. a six issue crossover like you know those big you know like tie-ins all that kind of stuff it felt like a big crossover that but when i read those crossovers i want to read all the tie-ins i want to get every nugget of that story across and that's what this felt like that where you can say oh well maybe it should have been shorter well well, possibly maybe certain crossovers don't need every tie-in but if you read it all it becomes this big like i said in scope and scale this humongous story that gets told and told well in my opinion like some of the like the idea that any that you would remove any of that fast stuff it's like what are you doing I, yeah that's that's absolutely crazy i i but like i said like i what kind of movie would we even have gotten like if, if Zack snyder had been allowed to complete his justice league it was already being interfered with like it, it was yeah. already being chopped it would have been chopped it would been cut down i know it damn sure would not have been a four-hour thing like no right. there's no way a four-hour film goes out in theaters and uh yeah I, I like it i don't know i'm almost grateful like you know what it's fine yeah <laughs> i'm this yeah. ended up being probably my favorite like i i love this movie i love this movie more than i have ever loved a movie I love that I didn't know I can love a movie this well, much. Well, you know, it's interesting. Like you said, you know, it, it exists now. You can't hurt it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's at peace. That's what <laughs> That's what it is. It's like you can't hurt that vision anymore. It's been completed. It's been seen through. You know, at end, there was a point in time where we never thought it could or that it would. And so the idea that now it exists, like I said, it's in it's, in its own glass case now. That trilogy, uh, for better or for worse. And... I, like I said, I, it just, what an interesting idea to make Steppenwolf semi-sympathetic. Like, seriously, seriously, you felt, you felt for him. I'm sitting there going like, this is an entirely different characterization. I mean, you know, ca- yeah, characterization of this character. 
that now makes me oh, okay i totally get his motives he would burn the earth because he's trying to go back home that's what he's trying to do he's trying to go back home and so his desperation isn't just i need to take over the planet like every other horror or you know action movie or whatever comic book stuff it's he he actually has motivations um batman actually has guilt and survivor's guilt and all this kind of stuff over what happened with superman and the building of the team and stuff like that cyborg is dealing with his own man or monster stuff with his father that they actually get, get into flash is constantly um you know coming in under his expectations and 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 kind of playing it safe uh because he's never had anyone and any group of people he can trust enough to be the best version of himself which he becomes in this almost shattering the universe while doing so so it's like you have these tremendous character moments and whether or not the world is ready or still ready for a four-hour film is not the discussion when you give these artists their canvases the idea that you would then take it away and 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 draw on top of their pictures <laughs> to make the it's picture wild. better feels weird and wrong it feels weird and it feels wrong and um i rather stuff like this than the safe stuff i rather Honestly, films like this me, than the safe stuff for me it kind of just it it opened my eyes to how normal this is like i can i because of my experience with these with this justice league thing like i can i can see now it's like it opened my eyes I understand. Yeah. Now when I'm watching other movies, I can see. You can you can just feel it now. Like, oh, that's some pseudo interference. It's right it's there. like when you first get it's like when you first get smart to wrestling. It's like when yeah, you first like, get smart to the yeah. what happens behind the scenes, you're like, yeah. Oh, that happened. That had to have happened because of something else. Like that's not <laughs> you and know it's, that it's yeah. literally like if you watch the two movies back to back or like if you could somehow watch them on top of each other it's a actual lesson in yeah. the things that the studio does to an artist's vision all the time right like it's why it's it's wild. usually not it's usually not on a bit that big yeah. like it's usually not highlighted that way in the news yeah. and and by fandom and stuff like that the idea that people would come around and clamor for this like you said it was untold to the point that david you're still talking about getting his cut and ain't nobody really <laughs> ain't nobody happen, really but... Ain't nobody it's really not doing that. Happen, but if anything, so it, it's it's like it, people the the only the most only the Snyder fans want it, and only as an auxiliary thing to the Justice League. Like, right? Oh, some more Justice League stuff. Yeah, exactly. Qu quasi, quasi Justice League. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is that, uh, you know, you we kind of should have known that this was going to happen because, um, while internet outrage is real. Like, you know, it happens all the time, the mom mentality, whatever. It's very rarely justified. So the second that it kind of was getting justified, like people were like, oh, no, it exists and it's better. That was it. That's all the internet needed. It, yep. rarely, ne it rarely needs that much credibility to, to go on a, on a full rampage. But when, when there was truth and fact, that shit took it to a whole nother fucking level. <laughs> it's like, wait nice. a minute. Holy shit. Um, Around this time, or uh, you know, uh, I guess the, the year before, um, people had a lot of time on their hands with the pandemic. So people started going through Twitter and old people's Twitter, and they started to realize that some people may have had some problematic tweets. One of those people was director James Gunn, who was then subsequently kicked off the production of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And while that, you know, the stuff with Snyder was happening, there were some people. 
um, coming out of the Guardians, you know, camp saying like, oh, no, we need guns back. We don't want to do this without gun. Um, and it, it, a lot was up in the air about whether or not James Gunn was going to return to Marvel and do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But while while James Gunn was single, uh, DC slid into his DMs and was like, hey, girl, you know, I hear you ain't getting treated right. I think we might have uh, a place for you here. And they signed him up to do the Suicide Squad, which was extremely, uh, like, eyebrow raising because, again, most people had already said that the 2016 film was a bad ripoff of the Suicide, I mean, of, of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So the idea that the Guardians of the Galaxy guy was coming in now to do the Suicide Squad, uh, really really had people turn on their heads do you remember all this james gunn controversy absolutely i think uh, well but it, it was messed up because the source of the the people that looked up his tweet were like it, it was a bad it was a bunch of bad faith actors you know like yeah those people were doing that out of spite yeah because of his beliefs or whatever political mostly right. but um the company Disney acted so fast without com- without considering the consequences. Super like, fast, uh, and and of course it ends up, you know, it ends up getting worked out. But ultimately they broke the trust, and he's been fully swayed by WB. Like he yeah, be- he's very happy to be there now. Uh, and I guess there's new people in charge. It should be mentioned, like these people that were making the the old DCU decisions all lost their job after Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Rightfully so. And, and the new people in charge, I don't think they figured it out yet, but one of the right things that they have done is brought they just let James Gunn do his thing, and uh, it has worked. I think, um, like we were talking about, you know, they slid in his DMs, and then they were like, yo, you want a show, bro? Like, <laughs> what else do you want? Like, oh, you want original music? We got that. We did that for the last guy. Uh, he, you know, we shoved it in his movie, but <laughs> this one you get to pick and choose. And, uh, you know, Gunn already has a host of actors that he likes to act with. You know, David Dalsmalchin, who played Polka Dot Man, uh, Sean Gunn, who plays Weasel, um, certain characters like that that were in Guardians and other uh, Marvel stuff. He ended up bringing over, you know, introducing the world to John Cena as the Peacemaker. He just Alba gets another bite at the superhero after Apple after um, Hemdal, Heimdall. <laughs> um and I I really liked the Suicide Squad. And James Gunn has always been said to have a twisted sense of humor. And if you've seen some of the stuff like Super, you can kind of see how dark his comedy can get. As a matter of fact, it was his dark comedy that kind of got him in trouble with squeaky clean Disney anyway. So the idea that DC could possibly be opening the purse for him to do exactly his brand of comedy not dumbed down, not, you know, with the edges shaved off for kids. My man's happy. Um, I, I'm just, I just feel a bit weird that, like, they're willing to do all this with a director after fucking a director. <laughs> after just fucking a director over. Well, it just also, feels weird. They're really... They're <laughs> As as much as the fans want the movies or whatever, as much as the fans are begging for Snyder to come back, it's like he did 
he did stroke the flame, you know, and he did fuck, he yeah. did put the studio in that position, and I don't think they ever want to work with him again. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I, I, I don't agree with their with with their decisions there, but I at least I can see where it comes from. <laughs> like, so yeah. they're like, we're gonna at least let this new guy uh do his thing. <laughs> we let him do his thing so that we don't end up in this situation again. It, but what, fuck that other guy still that's what it's always gonna be were there things in this film that kind of was like okay you know I, I i would like to see dc go in this direction were there were there moments when watching this film where you were like this might be par for the course it was fine like i say i i don't want to see them go in any one direction i'd like to see them do many different things but i also want it to be cohesive you know like i i that's the that's the balance that's that's the balance right there. You do a bunch of different shit under the same umbrella. As long as everybody's on the same page, it's okay. Look at the fucking Marvel Universe. They're gonna start doing horror movies now. It's all good, <laughs> like it's all connected. Yeah. Like, it should be a buffet. It should be a little bit for for everyone. There should be uh, like a, enough variety for I'm everyone. I'm interested in what what it is that he's doing next. Like he says he's got another project coming. Did you ever think we'd get freaking um, Starro? No, actually, <laughs> we, live, we live in a world where Polka Dot Man's in a feature film and he can't help but see his mother everywhere. Like, the fuck shit. That's some pretty dank uh, and dark stuff coming from the mind of James Gunn. Um, but it, while now we have this buffet, this feels the least connected than it's ever has. Uh, in my opinion, the DCU does. That's because they, they, like I said, they came up with that bullshit that it's a multiverse now, but it's not. It's not. It's just a bunch of disconnected films that you claim exist in a in a world that isn't the world, like, right? The that we started. That we started in supposedly. Yeah. You know. Do you think that there's enough in the non-Snyder films to restart all this? I. I, I I don't I don't think that I don't think I don't think it's gonna work at all because yeah. it's not a restart. It what they want it to be a restart, but they're not letting go of the actors. They're not. They're not. Or only only some, right? So it's like yeah, what? like <laughs> oh, we're only letting go of the ones people like. <laughs> I, 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 the the, I, the standard bearers. That's yeah. the only ones that we're getting rid of. The icons. <laughs> we're keeping just enough of the people nobody cared about to make it confusing. Right. <laughs> don't fucking worry yeah. about it. Like, like don't want don't worry. Rick Flag is the same actor, guys. Don't even don't even worry about it. <laughs> they literally want their cake and they want to eat it too. Like right. it, it, it's 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 uh it, it's not gonna work. I know it's not. I feel it in my bones. It's not gonna work. Even if the flash movie ends up being entertaining. It's not, it's like ultimately it's not gonna work. What are your what are your hopes for the Flash? Do you see do know. you see it doing something worth a damn, or is this just no, gonna I be don't. another hodgepodge of trying to get things across, get things done? I it kind of feels like when the TV people did the crisis, they showed the WB that we can we we look at that people are interested in legacy casting. Yeah, like a Burt you Ward. <laughs> Look at Brandon Ralph, look at Burt Ward. So I'm sure this movie's gonna have all sorts of weird things inspired by that, but 
I don't I don't know what I want from this movie. It's already a flashpoint thing. I guess I just want one last good Ben Affleck Batman scene. <laughs> just give me yeah. a last there's one final goodbye or whatever, and then we can kill him or whatever you're gonna do to dish to just to piss on the piss on what's left of that universe or whatever. Oh, I can't forget that it was the uh DCEU that gave us uh the sad Affleck meme. Mm-hmm. Where he's sitting there talking about <laughs> So again, a man who was ecstatic to play Batman, ecstatic to write Batman, direct Batman, and they crushed him. He's come out recently. He's like, I, I don't want to do any superhero stuff <laughs> ever again. Yeah, he's like, and this is exactly what he said when he took off the Daredevil mask. <laughs> so <laughs> then again, he is back with J Lo, so maybe he just goes into circles of <laughs> of repeated behavior. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get see. Him. We'll get him. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll get uh, uh, on the third time around. Um, but yeah, we have now the Batman coming out in a couple months, seemingly unconnected to everything else. Um, the Flash is set to introduce a Supergirl. We have Batgirl, the film coming out for the HBO Max exclusive. They're working on that every day uh, as we speak. Um, are you are you excited? for the future of what could be the DCEU or has this become a thing where your chapter of it has passed and thus you can just watch the rest of it kind of as a spectator as opposed to an active fan? I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at with it. It's like I, I, any emotional investment I get ahead, they, they, they drained out of me. And then the <laughs> last little bit I had, I gave it to the Snyder cut and I'm like, I, it's, it's over. <laughs> It's over. I'm done. Yeah. I got I whatever comes out now. If if it's, if it's trash, I expected it. If it's not, I'm surprised. Then and that's a good. But thing. the next one might still be trash. <laughs> and it might still be trash. Like it doesn't. It's not like a sign of things are changing. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like it's just, you know, it's garbage. <laughs> that was the. I think that was the biggest mistake that we was making. Right, we were trying to judge the the trajectory off of each film, not realizing that these films were done in vacuums. None of this, you know, like they, they would be done in vacuums and then get notes right before production, like right before post-production of like, oh, oh, wait, real quick. <laughs> you got to add this. You got to take this out. It didn't work in this. So you have to move that around and uh, yeah, do it in two weeks. Um, But I think that, yeah, I think I, I agree as well. While my mind is obviously okay with the idea of a multiverse, the more they introduce, the less I care. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I don't get. I don't care. I get it. I, uh, I get um, it. Because I, I think care should be taken at the smallest level before you start busting all this stuff out. I think the biggest tragedy of the DCEU is that some of these bigger superhero concepts would have been explored in the DCEU first if they would have held, you know, their ground. Um, that's that's absolutely true. It's like like I said, I look over at Marvel and the way they handle the multiverse, where it's like it's a multiverse. Yes, there are multiple universes, sure, but ultimately, it's still all one cohesive narrative. Yep, the multiverse is just a new tool. Yep. Whereas the WB is like multiverse, so we're gonna tell all types of confusing, disjointed, disconnected stories. Like no, yeah. like. And on top of it, it's painful because DC is literally the 
they did the multiverse thing first. Like, that was their did. jam. That was their thing. And I remember even saying, like, well, if they can get to their multiverse. Marvel just does Battle World. That was their that was their jam. <laughs> Marvel was like, yeah, smash, smash things. No. They all come together and smash a thing. But no, yeah, but, DC but, Crisis. I mean, come on. I said it on this podcast before, like early on, like this can be their way to differentiate themselves from Marvel. They'll have a universe where they cast, they can do a movie with three Superman or whatever the fuck, you know, and Marvel can't do nothing like that. And now look at us. Yeah. Now look at this. Standing Crazy. around like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So do you have that? Um, Justice League part one and part two would have given us the Infinity War endgame kind of feel had we gotten there first. According to what it was supposed to be, so, uh, yeah, like they, they in the lead up to the Snyder Cut, they did an exhibit in Houston, which is like, how did these things even come together? Right? Like, what, oh yeah, what what is what is that even? What is that even? Like what? Right, and again, it starts <laughs> making it look. It looks like it presents it as prestige cinema. Yeah, like, like, which is great. You know, that's that's amazing. Like, that's awesome. Superhero movies uh, treated like that. But like, there was an exhibit in Houston where they, where they had the whiteboards full of their original story for the Justice League. I guess it wouldn't even have been one and two, according to them. It was three movies. I'm yeah. sure they wouldn't have been called Justice League. Like, judging by the way. They named their movies like right, right, right. Man of Steel, Dawn of League Justice. of Justice. <laughs> you know, it would have been yeah. some. I'm sure it would have been something, but ultimately it would have been uh, Lord of the Rings esque massive battle with hundreds of thousands, and they were literally headed in that direction. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, <laughs> we're never gonna get it, but it would. It was gonna happen. <laughs> it was there. It was. Uh, it's there. All the to pieces read. were there. It's online. If you ever want to read it, if you, if you have any talent, maybe draw draw it, turn it into a comic. Yep. Find out <laughs> about Lois Lane and Bruce Wayne's kid. Just uh, fix, just, fix just, just, just to fix it. You go yeah. ahead and fix that. You, you yeah, know, put, snip, put snip. Bruce, <laughs> to cut that out. Uh, but yeah, I get, it's just like it, it's a shame. These characters have existed longer than characters in Marvel Comics. DC has owned all of their characters for a longer time than uh, Marvel Studios has owned all of theirs. And Marvel still has some characters that they're leased out on. Um, I don't know what the future of this looks like, but I, I'm going to look. You know, this episode was to look back fondly at a time period where DC kind of felt like they had their hands on the steering wheel. Um, now we'll be shooting. You know. Uh, or throwing things against the wall to see what will stick. Some things will work. Some things definitely won't. I'm very curious to see what any of these HBO Max films look like. Uh, I know Doom Patrol and Titans on occasion looks like they have a budget and on occasion it looks like they don't. Uh, Superman and Lois looks great. Um, last week we spoke about Flash and just the, the, the tremendous failure that the Arrowverse has been uh, since... <laughs> Arrow's been, you know, about gone. So it just feels like an overall mismanagement when they were ahead in the game, which feels weird. Um, We'll be getting a brand new Superman. You know, Michael B. Jordan is working on his own project with that. We're getting a brand new Batman in months. Um, 
We don't know how any of this looks. Seemingly, we're still going to get a Wonder Woman 3. Aquaman 2 is just finished wrapped. What does that mean to the grand scheme of things? Is there anything more useless in the world than a DCEU post-credit? Because none of it matters. None of it. None of it. <laughs> yeah, you better shut together. down your little suicide squad before me and my friends. I don't know. Because you and your friends are gone now. <laughs> the suicide exist. squad has has eclipsed the justice. I League. <laughs> always forget even that Affleck is in that movie. Yeah. Like, like, I tie, always a lot of it. it. He's in a lot of it because he, he, uh, he has scenes with Deadshot, Harley. Yeah. yeah. Joker. I completely blocked that out. <laughs> yeah. Trauma. I'm telling you, they had my man on set. And, they, and, and, and that's why when fucking Cavill was getting called for Shazam, he's like, nah, I'm good. But um yeah, th- I think that when all is said and done, it's it's gonna it's gonna be looked at as a uh a experiment, you know. Um there's a lot of lessons to learn from filmmakers, writers, creators, um actors. I know actors are learning some fucking lessons on these DCEU films. <laughs> Lesson uh, learned. Don't sign with uh, Warner Brothers. I'm learning lessons <laughs> as a fan. As a fan of this stuff, I'm learning lessons about, you know, how to temper my expectations, how not okay, to jump okay, to okay, conclusions okay. with casting, and how not to have not not everything regarding a character has to be the definitive version of that character. Um, those lessons have helped me appreciate some of these projects more. And um, like I said, I think that some of the best of the dceu is worth championing is worth remembering um some of the worst not so much but there are moments of glimmers of greatness and uh i hope to see some of that soon i really do um but my what my hopes for a shared universe are basically dashed at this point (laughs) how about yours yeah no i don't have i there's one small remainder of any hope in that is that the entire company is about to get bought? Yeah, <laughs> there's a whole situation happening. Like, it's, like the, right, there is stuff going down. Right, <laughs> that would be the only thing that makes sense for the erratic behavior is if they have something in the woodworks. But who knows? With you know all this stunt casting and nostalgia casting, maybe it's in five years. That- I was gonna say it's less that and it's more that there is going to be a restructuring of jobs and people are going to unfortunately lose their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and that sucks. That does suck. But like that's what's gonna happen. And and in at it's very possible that the people in charge of the DC universe today won't be in charge yeah. uh at this time next year. Yeah. That's very true. And what will DC Universe look 10 years from now when we get the stunt casting of Henry Cavill and, and uh, Ben Affleck 10 years from now to do a cameo exactly. about that one time that universe that they tried to do, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, so long ago. But now we have 15 Harley Quinn films <laughs> in development. So. Oh, God. Uh, but this was a trip down the sometimes um, gray uh, brick road. That is the DCEU. Um, some memorable moments. They got to work on their villains a little bit. Uh, stop making them all kind of uniform and gray. But I, like I said, I, it, the, the heights of this franchise soar. Uh, but the worst parts of it sink. Uh, 
Um, find out what you love. If you don't like it, don't harp on it too much. You know, just move past it. Find out what the, the parts of this that you dug because there is genuinely parts to dig. Um, but that's about it. I got on the DCEU tonight. Um, moving. I don't know what we're doing next, actually, because next was the actual Morbius episode. This was the, yeah, for this one, we were going to watch episodes of the animated series dealing with Morbius because that's just ridiculous. (laughs) And then we were going to cover Morbius the following week. So we're not 100% sure what we'll be tackling next week, but odds are it'll be something fun and off the cuff before we get back into our deeper dives with some of this other comic book stuff. But, you know, the we almost go hand in hand with the DCEU, the very first the reason I started Comic Book Click was because of the excitement in doing the research that I did in preparation for Batman versus Superman. For the entirety of, a, of the month of March of 2016, I watched a Batman or a Superman film every day. Animated, live action, continuity, all that stuff. Got really, really charged up for that film. Um, and it made me want to do that all the time for every film <laughs> wanted me to read learn about creators learn about motives and, and and character uh different characters across the multiverse and all that kind of stuff so dc at its best you know makes you do that kind of stuff and i want to thank dceu for existing because it's given us a bunch of content to talk about for good bad or indifferent over the years so that's good there too but if you want to hear basically we've covered every single DCEU film in um, review form. I think the only one we've never done is Batman vs. Superman because that was right before we started the podcast. BVS and we have a Man of Steel episode. Yeah, so Batman vs. Superman I think is the only one. So uh, get ready for that sometime soon, Yogi. Yeah, might as well. I got the, I got the, uh, the IMAX edition. <laughs> there you go. Um, you don't have the BVS is gray edition? I don't I don't I know there's cinema people that like black and white films, but I am not one of them. And like, what is this? Was it Vaz? Get this thing thing back working again. But um, yeah, uh, that'll be coming up sometime in the future. But go and check out our reviews of things like Joker, Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad. All of those exist at comicbookclick.com, which is the one stop for all things Comic Book Click, our merchandise, articles written by members of the Click. I know Dan, the comic man, has an article out right now dealing with um, Hawkeye and reasons why you should watch it. An article I am getting ready to put out soon will be tackling some of the bigger comic book movie anniversaries that we'll be getting this year. Like uh, Spider-Man turns 20 this year. Um, uh, Batman Returns turns 30. We got some really big uh, Men in Black too turns 20. Things like that. But we'll be talking about those comic book anniversaries and odds are probably covering those films when those anniversaries come up. So go to comicbookclick.com. That's a one stop for everything there. You can actually support us monetarily if you want to. You can do that so several ways. First and foremost, you can do it by going to comicbookclick.com, hitting that support CBC button, and becoming a Patreon. And for as little as $3 a day, 10 cents, oh, sorry, $3 a month, 10 cents a day, you can help us keep our lights on here as we continue to invest in hardware and software to produce better content uh, for you guys. So consider becoming a patron and helping us monetarily that way uh if you want something a little bit more physical for your buck 
You can go ahead and buy some merchandise at tpublic.com. You can hit that shop CBC link at comicbookclick.com and it'll take you straight to our TeePublic store where all the designs of the merchandise are designed by me. So pick up an exclusive comic book click design and we get a kickback for that. Uh, if you want to support us, but not monetarily, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It's the quickest way to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. Because I've been to the future and I see that we become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books, comic book media. But I can't tell you how we do it because I'll mess up the timeline and it'll be a timeline where there's a million 1984s. And no one wants any of that. So we got to keep things on the straight and narrow. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Join the bandwagon before it becomes full. Make sure you're hitting us up across social media at facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, and that you're using the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. You can also follow us on Twitter at Major Issue CBC, where we were recently retweeted by Tony Dalton. No big deal. Almost had a damn near heart attack. But uh, yeah, that happened there. So follow us, thank memes, schedule announcements, uh, comic panels, all that kind of stuff. We're sharing out there. Uh, we're getting. Uh, some good feedback from the audience. Our numbers are are moving in a positive direction. It's all thanks to you guys. So thank you guys for listening to this and all the other episodes that you have. Make sure that you're spreading the love and sharing the podcast so that next time we join back up for discussion, there's even more of us because we are stronger together. Unite the seven, if, yeah. if you will. You know, unite the seven. Uh, but that's all I have today. So I'll go ahead and say that my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And this is John Escudero, a.k.a. Yogi. And this has been our discussion and our deep dive into the DCEU. And remember, whether or not you dug the direction of this franchise in the beginning or you dig the way that it's going now, whether you thought things were gray and gloomy before or things are only meant to get worse, remember that we can all be a little bit better than Josh Whedon. Remember that anything can be better than birds of prey. And always remember that you, yes, you are worthy.